Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is Geeking, Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. Welcome back, longtime listeners. Welcome back, Shades. Welcome back, Sketch. Thanks. Good to be here. Guys, every time you join us, you join us in a different corner of the Geeking Out multiverse as we traverse the fandoms with our Geeking Out Command Outpost or GoCo. Affectionately named. Shades. Where are we this week? This time, uh, Sketch, this week, we are straddling time, space, reality, IPs, and dimension. GoCo is uh, set up in two locations, and uh, uh, we're uh, going to exit the GoCo, just this side of a galaxy far, far away, Uh, Cantina and Moss Pelgo. Little known moss. One of the few lesser known mosses. Lesser lesser known mosses, yes. (laughs) Uh, And the uh, to our door number two, the beautiful white sandy beaches of Themyscira. So that must mean we're talking about sand this week. Yes. Sand. Sand. Just sand. (laughs) Cue the audio clip of Anakin (laughs) talking about how much he hates sand because it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. But no, guys, this is not the sand episode. This is um, kind of the the uh, the the listener requested our season uh, two spectacular. Yeah, of uh, of specifically here. We're talking of Mandalorian season two, season two yes, on Disney plus. And then uh, not a season, but a sequel. sequel. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 1984. what's the significance of 1984 you ask uh we'll get there we'll get there i'm hoping we get there because i i truly don't know um uh i i would imagine that a lot of like the old grizzled uh moviegoers would have seen this uh not knowing comic books and just seen ww84 and been like (laughs) what the world wrestling federation 84 oh i was gonna say world war world war 84 we skipped 82 of them (laughs) But uh, yeah, so if we're talking, uh, see, this is this is this is where it gets tricky. If we're talking both the Mandalorian and Wonder Woman eighty four shades, do we have a theme song oh, that fits oh, both you of those this week? Bet you we do. Sketch. All right. Well, what is it? I need a hero. We're holding out for a hero to the end of the night, and it's gotta be strong, and she's gotta be quick, and they gotta be fresh from the fight. Perfect. Thank you. Guys, if you don't know the relevance of that oh to the Mandalorian, uh, check the we can't, check the show check notes. Check the YouTube. Check the show no, notes. And the, and the show notes. It's gonna be right in the show notes. And uh, but before we talk about that, we should of we course should say, say fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Right, fuck you, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> and spoiler alerts galore, uh, of course, for Mandalorian season two and oh Wonder God. Woman eighty four. Uh, we might also inadvertently spoil spoil the the other eighty two Wonder Womans <laughs> that came wait before this one. Um, spoilers for and, Star Wars. Spoilers for Wonder Woman. Um, spoilers for um, 
I don't I don't know sketch spoilers for everything spoilers for like the roller coaster ride that's going to be this episode and for how to how we how we digest and take in uh, media in this brave new world of ours because both of these streaming uh, one of them made for streaming the other not so much much. but guys we're going to get there so um, yeah so what's kind of fun about this episode is you know we've already done Mandalorian, we've already Correct. done Wonder Woman, so like our histories are pretty much unchanged. Yeah, except for you know we've taken in this these new, uh, these these new episodes, if you will. Yes, and, and I, these are these are both of these properties. Sketch, um, I I think Wonder Woman being our very first episode. Oh yeah, we were mm-hmm. fresh All off the way seeing back. it. Episode one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Mandalorian, um, our second episode of season two. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, it, it just fits perfectly. Um, I, I think we should just get kind of right into it because there's a I, lot to talk about. I agree. I mean, we've talked about our histories. We've talked about our, uh, you know, the the properties. We've done all that. I think we can just jump right into it, Sketch. I think we can jump. We, we, we can jump right we in. Can, so we can uh, Mandalorian jetpack our way right into these things. Well, let's start with Mandalorian. Great, yes. Do you, now I, I holy shit, I fucking ha- loved it. That's my I hot take. Ask you this ahead of time. Do we? We don't have like scores. Do we have like? Do we have like all important? I do. I have scores? all important internet scores for both okay. of these. Okay. So, uh, season two of Mandalorian came out what the the uh, the end of November, right? Uh, end of into, October. Uh, end of October. End of October yeah. into October, uh, early December. October thirtieth to December sixteenth. Perfect. Yes. And um. This was this was a kind of a special time for me because for for a large chunk of that, um, I was in uh, full remote Egyptology. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And so uh, these episodes would drop like early on a Friday. Yes. And well, I would late be on able, a Thursday, late on a Thursday, early on a Friday, yeah. whenever you fall asleep. And uh, I was able to watch these like every week on my lunch on my lunch break. <laughs> on fridays and um silver linings of a pandemic oh absolutely and i you know i can't remember another show that i've been like so pumped to like take in every episode of. you know this is gonna sound ridiculous but the only show currently in my life that i i binge like the minute they drop mandalorian and the curse of oak island Curse of Oak Island. Oh, is that that one where they're looking for like the treasure yes. on Oak Island? And it's, yeah, yeah. It's I've, bonkers. It's, I I've mean, I'm some ho- of those. oh my goodness, sketch. I've seen every episode. I wait for them awesome. to drop. Uh, and so it was Mandalorian and Curse of Oak Island. And when Curse, when Mandalorian finished, Oak Island came back. So, oh, perfect. Yeah, it's I've been like really lucky. You. I've been really lucky. I'm, ab- yes. I'm about to fall into a big show hole. All the pieces are coming together yeah. <laughs> in 2021. The stars are aligning. It's my infinity gauntlet. Excellent. <laughs> so uh, let's get right into it. Curse of Oak Island yeah. uh, takes place. At, no. People have been looking for buried treasure for 240 years. Sketch. Isn't that the one? Isn't it like the money hole or something? The money Is pit. That the name? Yes. The money pit. Guys, welcome to the our Curse pit. of Oak Island episode. Yeah, this is. You're, you're, you kind of look like you're fresh from the, I, from the money I've, pit. Right, I've got my contractual Jedi beard. Yeah. I've got my Ghostbuster ski toque. Yeah. Um, my thermal fleece, my thermal yeah, mug of, and balloons for the children. You got a, you got one tooth covered in gold because you're panning. Yep. 
uh, you got big overalls. Yes. And a, and an old timey pickaxe. Pickax. And, and uh, you, just, you just keep like cackling. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've heard There'd it. There'd be episode. gold in that pit. Yes. Uh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. This is. Oh, my goodness. The way. Sketch. Yeah. How hard did you geek out in the very oh, first episode? I was. Now, neither one of us. Yeah. We should say spoilers. They tease Boba Fett right off the bat yes oh yeah they do neither one of us are boba fett fanboys no how how hard did you geek out oh i mean when are we talking first episode are we talking like eventually when boba fett shows up no first episode first episode was was just like effing great uh it came back so strong and it had so it 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 does such a good job of weaving in these little things that you know they're Easter eggs, but they're not like the blatant Easter right, eggs that like right, like right. for for everyone. And if you miss them, it's not a big deal. But there was like so much in that episode that was like that, and I was just like, we are hitting the ground running. And then on top of that, yeah, then the the Boba Fett like main reveal. I oh. was like, I was like, okay, okay. I'm in. I, I'm in. I'm all in. And then when he then when he shows up later and he's like fighting as Boba Fett, I was like, uh, right. I was kind of right, right, right. I was I was like, this must be really nice. And it was really nice for me. But I also felt really happy for like Boba Fett Tim- fanboys. Tamora Morrison. Oh, sure. Him, too. Yeah. But also but just like Boba Fett fanboys who are like, you know, if you're a Boba Fett fanboy, you don't have a lot to go off of. No. Canonically. No. On screen. I mean. and But now you do. Yes. Yes. If you've been a now Boba Fett fanboy for 40 years, now you have yeah. something to actually like fanboy or fangirl yeah. or fan person because, over. Because Boba Fett's never been cool. They, Boba Fett has never you, been cool. He has a cool helmet and that's it. Can I imagine cool gear. And he's like, he's like, a, he's on the outskirts. So yeah. he's like a, he's like a scoundrel. Okay. But could you imagine if they Luke Skywalkered Boba oh. Fett? <laughs> you know, like, like he took up knitting. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Or like he was a pacifist. Or, yeah. He's now, a pacifist now. Cause they kind of te- they kind of like when they first tease Boba Fett, when you see yeah. him, like, so we go through an, a whole episode where they set up Boba Fett's return. It's mm-hmm. not Bob. It's Cobb Vanth. And in the old expanded universe, he, Cobb Vanth finds Boba Fett's armor on the outskirts of the Sarlacc pit, puts it on and is like a bumbling Boba Fett through the galaxy. And that's what everyone thought Mandalorian was going to be. Oh, that's where it was going to go. They thought mm-hmm. that's what the series was going to be about. Oh, originally. Originally, okay, before yeah. before yeah, it yeah. premiered, they were like, oh, this is the story of Cobb Vanth who finds Boba Fett's armor. And he's terrible. And he's like really bad at it, but he's wearing Boba Fett's armor. So everybody's like fucking terrified of him. Yeah. But he like trips over himself and he like crashes into things with his jetpack because he's really he's just terrible. He doesn't know how to use it. Sure. Fucking till it, Timothy Oliphant. Ah, oh, I, I geeked out so hard. Yeah. Now, what else? Okay. I feel like I've seen him in something. You OK? Because you just went through a wall. Okay, that's him. Okay, and then also you know Kelly. I literally, Kelly. I you literally remember said um, that line earlier yeah. today? <laughs> Do you? Remember, I can't remember the name of the movie, but he was uh, Kelly, the drug dealer, in a movie with um, that we watched in college Kelly that kept dosing people. Dealer. That keeps dosing people. Yeah, they were like teenagers who like make 
they make like um, a sex ed video that people actually want to watch and like uh, Alicia Cuthbert's in it. And uh, the, the guy that's the guy that did um, uh, in, uh, into the wild, uh, the one about the kid that goes to Alaska. Okay. I can't think of his name. We watched it in this college. Is, this is all over the place. Guys, if you know what movie that is based on that description, Right into the show. I want to know. <laughs> I have no recollection of this, but I don't doubt it. There's plenty of things I don't have recollection oh, of. What is the name of the movie? For the love know. of God. But anyway, I love Timothy Oliphant from Justified um, and Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, he, he, the, his timing is just great. What was the and he name was, of the, that he was movie? was fantastic in that episode. That whole episode was great. And re- you really felt like you were in in safe hands. The movie the is called the, the girl next door and his character's name is actually Kelly. Perfect. Yep. You guys got it. Good job, everybody. Everyone who wrote in great job. <laughs> you got it. Um, no, oh, I vaguely remember that now. Okay. Yeah, good. I vaguely yeah, remember yeah. that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's starting to come back to me. We've seen so much We've stuff. Watched now that it's, so many fucking movies. It blends together. <laughs> um, then I'll I'll be honest. The next two episodes with like the amphibian woman Didn't and do her egg, oh my god, and baby Yoda I aka was, Grogu I was started eating really the eggs, ready to tap and out. And they're like an endangered species, and he's just downing them. That was and we're rough. all like, and we're like, I guess this is funny. This is supposed to be funny. Uh, whatever. The, the, those were episodes that just got us to the next. Yeah, it's interesting in a in a show with eight episodes. Mm-hmm. That two of them were devoted to. I don't know what. I guess just I will finding say, out where there were more Mandalorians, but wasn't well. They gave us Bo Katan in one of those. Yeah, they gave us Bo Katan, which which was flipping great. Yeah. Um, I will say after the first episode, you're you're almost a little bit like, okay, where are they going to go from here? Because obviously now that he has right. jetpack and a little experience under his belt, Mando is fucking unstoppable. Right. And then you get episode two and you're like, oh, oh wait, never God. mind. Yeah, he is, is. N- he's not unstoppable. He still is up against quite, uh, right. quite a force. Um, so it kind of, it kind of leveled the playing field a little right. bit for Mando there and brought him back down to just a, a mere mortal. Right. 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 Uh, right. Which felt, which felt good. Yes. But then, yeah. Then as soon as you bring Bo Katan, oh my God, you're now you're just, you're just sprinting. Right. And you're like, like, like an Olympic sprinter. We got great form. We see the finish line and we're just, it's, we're just powerhouse in it. When, I mean, so we got Bo Katan. Mm-hmm. And and it's hard to keep things a secret. So like we, you know, we got casting. We talked yeah. about casting earlier. Um, when um, it was revealed, Katie Sackoff. Katie Sackoff, thank you, was going to play Bo Katan, and I was like, that's yeah. great casting. And then we saw her, and that yeah. was even better casting. Oh, it's fantastic casting. And it's just a, I mean, the show just builds from there. When when yeah. Bo Katan says go to whatever that planet is mm-hmm. uh, and tell Ahsoka Tano that yeah. Bo-Katan oh, sent you. That was a hard geek out. Just when she said her name. Right. And then it's like next episode. I was I was convinced. I'm like, I'm not getting Ahsoka till the very end of the season, right. but I'm fine with it. Yep. Okay, I don't mind. Right. And then it was like, the by the way, next, next episode. episode. <laughs> oh my God. That yeah. cold open. Yeah. I mean sketch i mean i don't know how to describe it i don't know how to describe it i have rewatched that 
um, that sequence is just yeah. amazing. You're, you're talking about where she's like has the town under siege and she's yes. like showing up out of the yeah out of the fog and you just like and keep seeing fantastic. her lightsabers like come mm-hmm. out of the mist. Somebody yeah. also made a similar edit to the the holding out for a hero. I can't remember what the song oh. is. It's not quite as good, but it's it's, it's um, very good. Barracuda. Oh right, yeah, yeah it's Barracuda. Yeah. Yep, I saw that one. It was very good. Mm-hmm. We'll link to that in the show notes also. Um, I think it's the same guy. The same yeah, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it is. Yep. Um, Insert name here if we were better. If, yeah, if we were better, okay. we yep. would drop yeah, yeah. that YouTuber link. Well, but it's the show notes. Show notes. Show notes. That's what they're there for. That's what they're there for. Um, yeah, every episode kept, oh I kept God. going like, wow, that was the best episode of the season. Yeah. And then the next episode would happened, drop. And I was like, oh my God, this is equally, if not better, as good as the last one. What? Let me ask you this. Of all mm-hmm. the things we saw in mm-hmm. season two, Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna it, fight sequences of all of the mm-hmm. fight sequence. What is the thing that stands out in your mind? What was the, the most impressive like fight sequence that you saw? Oh, I mean, I, I would imagine uh, if I have to pick, uh, I would probably go with Ahsoka. Okay. Um, her duel at the end of her episode, and and also all of her stuff on the rooftops. Um, that was very I cool. Were, I, th- I thought those were great. Was what was yours? Boba Fett fighting with the the, the oh, Tarkin yeah. stick. Tarkin yeah, stick yeah. is that what it's called? Yeah, the from the um from the Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, yeah. That was stormtrooper armor shatter. shatter. Yeah, that was so. That great. was so br- like we've seen lightsaber duels, and sure. they were fantastic lightsaber duels, and we we have not seen live action Ahsoka. However, I will say the very last episode of Clone Wars was actually tracked with people. Oh, that's cool. It wasn't animated. They actually got Ray Park and I forgot who was the 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 stand in for Ahsoka's fight sequence, but it was actually filmed with motion capture. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of gotten that fluid lightsaber fighting. Ah- I we sure. have never seen stormtrooper armor. <laughs> Shatter like that, oh, and it felt oh so my good. goodness, that it, it was so good to finally see that. It was happen. such a not Star Wars fight. Yeah, so it was. It just stands out to me as like something very. It really captured this series. This season of Mandalorian was so crazy because it was so iconically Star Wars with space battles and lightsabers, but then it was so iconically a Western. Oh, it was very much a western. And like like every episode was a was like a different aspect of a of a of a western. And I'm going to say something bold here, sketch. Okay, sure. I think it did it better than than Firefly. Mm. That is bold. And but a lot of the aesthetics yeah. of Mandalorian are very Firefly. Oh yeah. But I I think it I think it did western space western better than firefly like firefly was a space western and how they spoke and how they looked and how they fought <laughs> this follows the conventions of a western yeah no i agree firefly is a little more on the nose as yeah. far as a western goes uh and this is this is more western in, in tone um i i i don't want to say i forgot about that fight scene i guess i wasn't um i was trying to think of like a hand-to-hand but you're right that's still a hand-to-hand uh, fight scene um 
but that whole fight scene is epic too, be- just because you got Mando and you got Boba and you right. got his uh, his right hand uh, woman now. Um, Forget her her in in universe name. Ming Na Wen. Yeah, I can't think of and, the uh, crash. Just watch. Just watching the three of them like effortlessly have each other's backs and and not we're not to the point yet where they're they really have each other's backs because there's any sort of camaraderie between them right it's just like okay we got to get through this my best my best chances are okay i don't let mando die because he's he's a good fighter and and oh i better not let uh boba die because you know like everyone's right. just covering right. everyone else just to get through this and then at the end of that you have to find out that boba's like this honorable chill guy yeah it was like, yeah, I made you a promise, and I'm going to still up, yep. upkeep the we, promise. We, I, like, my armor shit. for the for the kids' safety. I got my Thankfully, armor. The I kids' got the not, armor yep. just in time. Oh, guys! <sighs> oh, guys! I'm a, I'm a sucker for a ship sketch. I'm a sucker for a good ship. I believe, I I believe that's what we took from Mando. It might be. So we oh we no, we, also we didn't took helmets. I don't think we took the Razor Crest. No, maybe we didn't take the Razor Crest. We took the helmets. It's a little late now. Which was timing. Time, yes, timing. Well, It's never too late. You took the catamaran from Waterworld. <laughs> Guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, the Razor Crest blown to pieces. Some I mean, this ship has taken some hits over the course of the show. So you're always like, it, it yeah. can come. It'll be fine. They'll, repl- yeah. they'll find some Jawas. They'll put it back together. Everything will be yeah. fine. There is nothing left of the razor crest except that little shift knob that grogu likes to play with that is it everything else is gone i'm pretty sure there were people like stuck in carbonite in the hold of the razor crest there still might have been there still might have been they're done they're gone yeah but that's on moff gideon that is on moff gideon yes um yeah they did a really nice job this season of like the first half of the season the razor crest is just getting the shit kicked out of it at one and point it's, just it's like held along. together with seaweed yeah at, some, at one point it's like fixed by a mon calamarin and and so it's like <laughs> kind of aquatic in, <laughs> in some senses and it gets patched together a little bit better and it takes more of a lick and then you're like okay we're good now yeah kaboom no build up no nothing just Kaboom. Kaboom. Razor Crest out. Um yeah, just so many epic moments of of um of this season. What would you say as long as we're talking about like what what parts stand out to you? What was your standout episode? Do you have a standout episode cuz I have one that really stands out to me. Um the standout episode of season 2 for me. I don't know episode titles. I also don't know episode okay. titles. You can just describe sure. it. Uh, it. The episode that really stood out to me uh, was Ahsoka's episode. Yeah. I, I think it's just called Ahsoka, right? Or the I Jedi. Jedi. The Jedi. The Jedi. Yeah, Jedi. Jedi, it's called. Because that um, could mean anyone, Ahsoka. Yeah. That could mean the Jedi Order. That could mean now, Rogu. The money, the safe money for who was going to like show up was... Ahsoka. I thought Ahsoka was going to show up at the end. At the end, but the 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 of who Ahsoka was going to hand him off to or who the Jedi was going to be, because we know Ahsoka is not a Jedi, not a Jedi. So titling the episode Jedi, everyone thought that we were going to get, um, uh, Sam L. Jackson. 
Oh, really? Um, that I, was, see, I didn't know that. that was I didn't know the, that everyone thought they were going to like, because people have been saying that his character, I'm blanking on his character name, Mace Windu. Mace Windu. That yeah. Mace Windu's not dead. He just got his hand cut off and thrown out a window. He's not dead. He's well, out there somewhere. People have survived more. Wor- yeah, they've yeah, worse injuries. Than that. And, and he was incredibly strong in the force. Yes. Um, it would not be a leap. If they brought him back, you can't call bullshit. If they brought back the emperor, you basically you can bring can't. back anyone. Yeah. Yeah. You can't call bullshit on anyone at this point. So, um, no, that episode was fantastic. That's, that's the issue here. All these episodes are freaking great, but I'll tell you my favorite episode. Okay. Uh, again, I don't, I don't remember the name of it, but there's this frog woman and she has a lot of eggs. Really? Right. Okay, no, I'm just wow. kidding. What ended Old up, statement. I think being, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just everyone. Okay. Everyone calm down. Pandemonium in the streets right now. Um, listen, Ahsoka, I geeked out hard. Luke at the end, geeked out Okay, well, real spoilers, hard. spoilers. We said at the very beginning of talking about this, <laughs> spoilers for all this. Um, Bo-Katan, all of these things, I geeked out really hard. But what episode really stuck with me was, was Bill Burr's episode. Oh, Bill Burr's episode. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Now that you say that, so interesting. Yeah, that was such a great episode. That was so just to see, man, so much happened this season. I, for some reason, I was blanking and thinking that was episode season one. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was introduced in season one, right. but he, he got to come back in season two, yep. kind of like a little redemption for him. And it was just, that was a great episode with, with kind of how almost borderline mustache twirling. We're starting to turn the, yeah. the empire slash first order into, it was so nice to, to get that journey of an ex imperial officer right. and like the the ptsd he has yeah. and the regret he has and the grief over his fallen comrades and like j- this show if you is had so me, nuanced like, if you had told me four years ago that bill burr was going to give me that performance <laughs> i would have been like that's bullshit i like, mean we've talked about i'm not a bill burr fan like i yeah uh i i don't find him particularly compelling as an actor and i don't mm-hmm. find him particularly funny like Mm-hmm. That that like kind of Boston funny doesn't do it for me. Yeah, Boston crass. Yeah, um, sure. In a similar way that Mark Wahlberg just doesn't ugh, like put Ma- yeah. Mark Wahlberg in a movie, and I'm probably not going to like it. Yeah. Um. Really with spoilers one. for uh the Uncharted, Uncharted. movie. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Let's see. Oh, Let's boy. see how that lands. Oh. Um. But yeah, I mean, he sold it. He sold yeah. that that episode too, and that episode was so heavy. It wow, was like, in such a great way. Yeah, I totally forgot about. I would agree that I think that was one of the best episodes of the, sh- of the whole show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did not stand again, out in my mind though. They're all fantastic. They That's are. The thing. They're all fantastic. But I think what stands out about that one to me is like, oh, what really grabbed me was just like the story and the delivery, like the acting of that episode, whereas. So many other episodes, what really stands out to me is like the big geek out moment, right? Which I love a good geek out moment, of course. And this series gave us, I mean, the most amazing geek out moment of Star yeah. Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. My name is John Favreau. This is Dave Filoni. Fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, that's, that's this li- was, was literally, yeah, what happened on screen. It was a big F you. Um, Good, good on Mark Hamill wow. for keeping that one under wraps. Did you see his Twitter that day? The one that was just like anything good on TV yes. today? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. What a sneaky. Oh, what a his, what a cheeky his guy. His social media game is so strong. Yeah, 
he is really on social media. He is to me uh, just just uh, um, uh, the the wit and humor of the Joker with the benevolence of of Luke. He's yeah. those two characters. Not a lot of Ozai comes out on his. On his no, Twitter. no, no, no. Very Ozai's rare departure. Very yeah. rare. And very little Tobias from Sequest comes out every on once in a while. Every drop, once in a while, in a while it comes out. a little Tobias. Yeah. Um, Whew, he has had a yeah. long and storied career. That, um, dear God, when when Red Five shows oh, up, oh my goodness, alone, alone, alone. X- what is alone X Wing oh, going to do? One uh, one X Wing, we're saved. Yeah, and um, little did she know. Did you where at what point did you like go, it's Luke Skywalker and lose it? it literally X when the well, when Red when, Five when, showed up when when Red Five showed up and you got the iconic engine noise right and it's literally just one. Um, I was like, holy shit, holy shit, is this Luke? Yeah, is this Luke? Do not tell me this is Luke. Right, and then I mean basically you know the moment the cameras are um, on him and it's just a cloaked figure i'm with, like this with his lightsaber Luke. yeah there's no one else this could be and then right. you get the iconic green saber right. in the in the black glove and you're like holy shit let's just let's just enjoy this. this yeah and what's so amazing about that sequence sketch is it's a mirror image of rogue one with vader attacking yes, it is. it's like it it is a mirror image of of that sequence so um there are plenty of maybe we'll put it in the show notes um, there's a great video out there that like syncs the two up to play them almost side by side. And this, this, I mean, this whole experience of Mandalorian and this episode was, uh, I really feel like, and, and not in a belligerent way, this is Favreau and Filoni saying, Disney, you fucked up, mm-hmm. but we can fix this. Yeah. And not in like it does a, give hope. It's not. It's not them throwing up a middle finger to fuck you, Ryan Johnson. We've talked no, at that's length. Us. That's us. We're, this is this is Favreau and Filoni saying like we can still we can we can bring it we back. can bring it we can tell a story in which your story makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you know one of the things one thing we never talked about in Last Jedi, and we have to just I would like to sidebar to Last Jedi for a moment. One of the things we never talked about for Luke was how did he go from the most hopeful guy in the galaxy? We asked the question, but we never tried to posit it. The most hopeful guy in the galaxy to burn it all down. The Jedi, the Sith, let the past die. What did he like? He he had one fuck up and arguably wasn't a fuck up, just a really shitty position to be in. Yeah. My nephew has been corrupted by the dark side. The last time this happened, all of the Jedi died. Yep. Like it's a tough situation. It is. What else? And he had a moment of doubt. It's not like a he was falling moment. through on it. He had a moment. He didn't and he go was through ashamed it. of it immediately. He didn't go through ashamed. Like what else happened to him? What else happened to this character to bring him from the most hopeful person in the galaxy to the, the hopeless? cut off from the force and they I think we're gonna i think like we're gonna get it, it looks like we're gonna get it yeah because because luke walks off with grogu mm-hmm. i will give my life to protect him i think yeah. 
the writing's on the wall. Yeah. I think the writing's on the wall. Um, also, it has to be said, has to be brought up as as great as it was to see basically Return of the Jedi Luke back in action. Oh the, the Luke yeah. Skywalker we all needed to see. How fucking great was it to see R2 polished yes. up, happy, chipper. Yes. Showing up on the heels of his master. Yep. yep. Seeing little Grogu Seeing there. Grogu. Yeah, that was, um, yeah. The R2, I geeked out almost as hard when R2 popped yep. in for like two seconds. The, and that was just, that was the cherry on top. It was. Because it, you could have left us on Luke and no one, no right. one, we would have been geeking out so hard, no one would have questioned. Yeah, that was. Where's the, R2? But the right. fact that he just rolls in through all the carnage. Yeah. And it's just like, right. And you're like, oh, my God, he's happy. Yeah, he's happy. Yep. We're all going to be OK. <laughs> 20, we're going to make it through over. 2020. Yeah. R2's here and he's happy. It's OK. He's and not. I'll tell you a, what, he's yeah. not in a 30 year coma. The What? Um, oh, probably probably my favorite little detail of the entire second season oh of, of God, Mandalorian so good. is is when you um compare and contrast the um all the Ahsoka fight scenes yeah. and the Luke fight scenes because obviously Luke is incredibly awesome and it's so amazing to see him fight but when you watch Ahsoka you're, you're seeing someone who has like years of formal training right and she and like when you're watching her in that live action episode you're like yeah this, that's a Jedi that's a Jedi and she knows what she's doing. Right. And like, she's been doing this longer than she cares to admit. She's and been doing it longer get, than Luke. Yeah. And then you get to Luke who's 100% self-taught. Right. And like, yeah, he's slicing and dicing and crushing all this stuff, but it's, you know, it's, it's raw. Moments. It's raw. It's, you know, in a lot of ways, it's like what you see us like pretending to be Jedi, like yes. doing out yeah. there, like yeah. just like swing this down, move this over yep. here, force choke. Whereas like force crush is a, there's a fluidity to to Ahsoka right. that, and, and there's a there's a raw just kind of power well, that, Luke that Luke has. All, I loved the difference yes, between Luke them. is all like channeling the force and just br- yep. just brute force, blunt force trauma. Yep. And Ahsoka's an artist. Yeah, she's a she's a leaf on the wind. Watch her, Watch her fly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and, uh, Luke is just a battering ram. Yeah. And I love that he just ends it with the crush. The crush. And I mean, there's some like, foreshadowing. Oh, oh, your daddy's coming out. Yeah. There, little, yeah. little, little daddy's coming out. And he just like the door opens. He's like, hi, everybody. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm super chill. Yeah. Don't worry. Totally just crushed something to death. Yeah. I'm calm. At first, Could've when they the introduced when they introduced the, uh, you know, like the, the mega death troopers yeah. or whatever. I was like, oh, are we the are dark we back troopers. to droids again? And, uh, you know, they were really careful to put in that line of like, oh, there is there is no humanity left right. to them. They are all programming. They're basically droids. Right. They're which is like they're Vader. Oh. They're like yeah, an, which, a platoon of Vaders. But but even more like more robotic and cold, more robotic. Yeah. And that was just like. Okay, now we have permission to just destroy them as mercilessly as possible. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Luke is still an okay guy. Yep. <laughs> like you're yeah. not getting like the, the Wilhelm scream coming off of them as they're right. like plummeting yeah, yeah. through yeah. the, the doors. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Just such a great season. And I'm I'm you, you know, we're this is organic raw geek out here, it guys. Is. It, it, 
do you have a score for Mandalorian season two? Uh, I have the all important internet scores. Oh, well, let's see. What the, what does the internet say? The internet says uh, Mandalorian season two. Yeah. IMDb gives it an 8.8. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 93% critic score, 91% fan score. That's rare. Interesting. And 97% of Google reviewers fucking loved season two of Mandalorian. Excellent. I gave it a 100%. I am right there with you. I I have nothing bad to say. I have no, I have no, I would watch the shit out of any episode of this season again. Yep. Um, I have already. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I, I don't care to admit how many times I've watched that last episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's another really the whole episode is good. And I mean, the last 10 minutes are just icing on the cake. Yeah. And and that's the thing. And that was the whole series. When he fights the, the, the dark trooper. Oh, yeah. When he, when Mando, when fights, Mando the dark fights, trooper. fights the dark, dark trooper, you're just, oh, my God. I mean, yeah. I was afraid for him. I mean, we've and got then, Boba Fett. Then, so if he dies, there's still a Mandalorian. Right, so there's still technically, yeah. It it was funny how that in your mind gave you like, like okay, Jeopardy. Boba's alive now. Um, there is no plot armor anymore for for, for Mando. Mando. We he really could he really could die at here. any moment. And oh, the suspense of him like flushing them all out of the system. The sigh of relief I had yeah. was palpable. And then when they all showed back yeah. up, I was like, oh shit, shit. <laughs> because he barely took out one yes like and he's awesome right and he barely took out one when that guy is wailing on his helmet yeah it was like getting a headache like, yeah like oh that is that is a concussion imagine, imagine if that was turn, a storm turn down the lights turn down the That's lights sort of t- oh my TVMA. goodness if that was a stormtrooper would have shattered like just shattered ooh, jelly yeah. on the wall yeah don't let that yeah. don't picture it don't picture, don't picture it, it don't picture it brain um, jelly on the wall you know, another another little really nice touch that I liked was um and it came it comes from a, arguably the weakest episode when they're on the snow planet and they're being attacked by all those spider creatures. Those spider creatures were from the um concept art for, for Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Yeah. They were supposed to be on Hoth. Yep. And so like I don't know. To me, that just shows the care. Yeah, like that just that shows episode the had one of my fa- favorite moments when the when the the X wing guys showed up. Oh yeah, when they just show up. Yeah, when uh, Appa from uh, Kim's Convenience shows up, and who, who we've like, already talked at length about. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think in a mid midstream when yeah. we were talking about the the big Disney announcements. Um, yeah, they show up. They kind of clear it, Paul, and they're just Paul Sung like, Young Lee. And they just kind of like, uh, you know, not of an, not of understanding. I'm like, okay, hey, just get that transponder fixed. Yep. And leave. All, all's and, you know, and that's nice because that comes back a little bit with Bill Burr's character at the right. end. Where they're like, right, right. Oh, that's a shame he didn't make it out alive. Yep. Bill Burr's like, uh, what? What? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> you can see on his face that he's like, oh, they're going to fucking yeah. kill me. Like, this is it. My job is done. And the slow realization on his face right. that like run away what they're doing run away <laughs> it was great it was just a great episode the whole season so flipping so good uh sketch can i ask you did you see um uh mark hamill's uh, eventual um what he said about returning to mandalorian and star wars and luke hamill um i have if the quote I did, here if I, yeah read it read it to all quote. of us some t- this is uh two weeks after the episode aired 
Some quote, sometimes the greatest gifts are the most unexpected and something you never realized you wanted until it was given. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, finish the post with hashtag. Thank you, John and Dave. Yeah. There you go. And then very recently, um, Peyton Reed, who directed the episode, uh, tweeted this to uh, Mark Hamill, and it's a picture of Luke. It's from a scene that's never made it into the movie. It's Luke with like a, a like a floppy hat and goggles on getting into the land speeder. You've seen it, but it was never in the movie. Yeah. Um, yep. And he says, when I was a kid, this photo hung on my bedroom wall. Star Wars and Luke Skywalker in particular meant a great deal to me. Some things never change. It was an honor and a dream come true to work with you on The Mandalorian. Thank you. And then Mark Hamill tweeted back at Mr. Peyton Reed. I'm so grateful to have been given the unexpected opportunity to v- revisit my character when he was still a symbol of hope and optimism. Your assured direction and kindness was cru- a crucial element in, ex- in the experience and means more to me than I can say. My goodness. I mean, wh- like, just contrast that from the press junket of, <laughs> of Last yeah. Jedi. Like, I mean, say no more. And what, and, and what a gentleman that he just doesn't say, fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, he leaves that, every he interview leaves that to, to people on uh, on the internet. We got you. We got you, Mark. But uh, he's a long time listener. Oh yeah, you oh, know yeah, it. Yeah, and Mark, we love you. We we, we do. The 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 thing that was just the thing that has to be said after this, and I think I I texted you immediately. I, I texted other friends of mine immediately. Was just like, well, I'm See, sorry, you have other friends. What? I do have a couple others. <sighs> they are imaginary, I was, but I still I text I them. Special. Um, you can still deliver what fans want and still make things good. Like just because it's the direction that the story was going in and, and you know, you know, the, Oh, everyone wants to see this. Right. Okay. Sure. That's not necessarily a bad thing. You can still do. And you can still subvert expectations. Absolutely. You can you can give the legacy fans what they want. You can still give new fans an entry point into the universe and you can still subvert expectations without breaking the universe. And I think and I think we said that a little bit at the beginning when we talked about Mandalorian season Season one. one. And I think this season just proves that even more. Now, I I strong agree with that sketch. Now, there is there has been somewhat of a backlash to season two because um, fans did did complain that it connected something that was seemingly unconnected to the quote unquote Skywalker saga to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, to that, I just say bullshit nonsense. Star Wars is Star Wars will always be connected to the Skywalker saga. Yeah, because. It is Star Wars. The, the, you yeah. could change the name of Star Wars to the Skywalker saga. You could tell other stories in the universe, but it's always going to come back to Luke, Leia, and Darth Vader. Period. End yeah. of story. Bullshit. And it shouldn't, I mean, bringing Luke in specifically and blatantly, that, that was a big surprise, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't surprise anyone that it was going there. The moment you have a, a new force user in right. the same era of of right fresh after the empire it's the, the writings on the wall there's that, literally going to cross one jedi that we know yeah. of alive in the universe yeah. where else are they going to go some like rando they you know people were were speculating live action ezra 
um, mm-hmm. uh, Cal Kestis from the new um, uh, Star yeah, Wars uh, game, Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Mace Windu, Ahsoka. Really, when we talk about Jedi in the five year period after Battle of Endor, there's one yep. Jedi that is like yep. most famous. Like, yep. Really? Come on. And doing stuff. And doing, Everyone else right. is still going to be. Everyone hesitant, else is still hesitant. Still yes, exactly. Um, Except you got Ahsoka out there because she's no Jedi and she's just getting shit done. Yeah. And if they're if they're going to bring Ezra back, they're going to bring him back in uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Which I'm all for. I'm all for it. I, I am I also all for it. I want to see the continuation of. Um, I do. Rebels. Yeah. Of, of, of and his yeah, story. Rebels. All right. Before we before we move on, I do have a couple of big questions for you. I don't have any big, big questions, but I do have not quite a sketchy theory, but my my thought of what man, what Mandalorian is and where it's going. OK, go ahead. Leave it on us. Oh, let's do, your, let's do your, your big questions. Okay. Well, I mean, my big questions really will lend to your sketchy theory because my big my big questions are not anything about, you know, how come this didn't work or how come this happened or blah blah blah. It's basically where they're going from here. Oh, okay. So sure. like, but like, number one, big question number one. Do you think we're gonna get some Sabine Wren next season? Oh, absolutely. I really feel like absolutely. Now's the time. Uh, strong agree yeah strong because i'm i'm feeling like now that that grogu has gone off i'm feeling like we can do a substantial enough time jump where like mando is well you know he has a dark saber now and that's a whole conflict in and of itself and he's starting to see um the direction of the the other mandalorians right truer mandalorians um I'm guessing season two is going to be a real, I mean, season three is going to be a real kind of like soul searching episode of right. what it means to be a Mandalorian. And I feel like that's where Sabine's going to come in. I agree. And and really bridge a divide. Yep. A bit here. Um, because, um, because Sabine is a foundling as well, right? I don't really know. Cause her mom was like effing royalty. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Never mind. Take she's like back. Mandalorian effing royalty. Sorry. Uh, yep. but, but she's definitely, um, outside of she, yeah. yeah yeah i mean she's an artist in a, right. in a yeah, yeah, yeah. in a in a society of warriors yeah. so she's she's definitely um other yes. than the, yeah, yeah. the than the main contingency yeah i think she will be essential to and of, i feel like bo katan is also going to feature heavily in that oh series. yeah bo katan yeah. it's going to be a heavy bo katan yeah. episode i mean season, season yeah. um the big question number 2 who do you theorize got grogu out of the jedi temple because obviously Anakin didn't slaughter him. Uh, right. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Um, who? I, the, I can't think of her name. The, the librarian. Oh, could be the librarian. The librarian is my is my uh, my answer. I can't think of her name. Yeah, I can't either. Because they did a huge arc with her in season one yeah. of Clone Wars for like yeah. uh, Ahsoka to not be super annoying. And mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. she was just like so yeah could be skilled her. i hadn't even considered her and we know she didn't make it out of the temple yeah um yeah. but we also know that she went on like a mission before she died in the temple yeah. um or po- possibly mace windu yeah i mean i lean a little bit towards mace windu just just with those with those speculations that he could be kicking around 
But um, then why didn't he try and save any of the other Padawans? Yeah, I mean the the only thing I could say is like um he only had one hand. Maybe he or maybe he didn't survive the the extraction. Oh, the extraction. You know, gotcha. he was already pretty beat up. True. Um, it's not. It, we won't necessarily find out who who done it. And even if we find out who done it, it it's not like we're necessarily going to see them. Right. Show back up. Oh, Grogu! I haven't seen you for fifty years. Right. I got you. <laughs> oh, it's going to be that four armed uh, diner chef that Obi Wan talks to and <laughs> Attack of the Clones Drax or something like that. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's really it. Those are my big so questions. Are, are, crazy. Are those two? I mean. It's just so it's like it's fun. It's funny. Star Wars is fun again. It, like you I'm can really right? like you can really like geek out about yes. stuff and be excited about what's coming and you can and just be excited. Feel, there's wonder there's wonder in the world yeah. of Star Wars again. And there's like there's a trust. There's a trust there that lets you be excited because you're like you're like, I hope they don't fuck it up. Right. No, I, I'm 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 trusting at this point. Hashtag thank you, David thank, John. Thank you, David. Yes. Hashtag thank you, David John. All right, so it's it's not really a sketchy. Th- it's like a sketchy. It's like a shadesy allegory. Yeah, that sounds about right. A shady allegory. A shady Ma- allegory for Mandalorian. Yep. Okay, so um, here's how I think about this universe. This mm-hmm. this this whole show. Um, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. Yep. Is a stand-in. Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Okay. They are they exist within a company after mm-hmm. the fall of a great society. Mm-hmm. The battle was mm-hmm. won. The people who inherited the the remnants of the empire and the new republic failed. Mm-hmm. Uh and Grogu Grogu represents the new Star Wars fandom. Mm. And they are That's shepherding nice. him through a galaxy that we recognize, but no longer feels familiar, where there mm-hmm. is treachery at every turn, and uh, people within the universe, within the New Republic, actively working to bring about its demise. Yeah. And they are trying to ferry this fandom, Grogu, Baby Yoda, whatever you want to call him, uh, to... to uh, where he needs to be uh, so that he can grow mature and flourish. Mm. I love it. And I love that. I think, I think the Grogu story is over. I don't think we're going to see Grogu again. I I agree. I, I, I think I I do think we'll see him again, but no longer as a major character. Correct. I, I I think, you know, his story arc is done. His, his story arc is gone done and he'll he'll come back in the future to to help mando's story right continue on but in i yeah again in no great um capacity yeah capacity i i agree with that um and i and i agree with you too and i and i think that grogu was a great way a great catalyst for the story um a great way to kind of bring a lot of people in yes. who would have been hesitant uh, to get invested in yeah. this story. And, you know, I do feel like it's one of these, my job is done moments. Yep. And he, he, he goes off with Luke at the end and, and I'm satisfied. 
Yeah. Like I'm, I'm completely satisfied. And in that, that shady allegory, I love that they have cast the least likely disgraced race, if you will, who like sided with the empire, who lost their home world. Mandalore burned. The Mandalorians are scattered. The like most famous Mandalorian before Sabine Boba Fett, who was just mm-hmm. utterly like Boba Fett could be uh, an early warning for where Star Wars was after the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like that was a character that was so hyped and then was taken out by a blonde, a blind Han Solo falling into a Sarlacc pit. Like talk about Boba subvert Fett. your where? subvert your expectations. Yeah. Subvert your expectations like this yeah, yeah. from a one-off cameo of, of, um, artwork that was originally supposed to be Darth Vader's armor with no lines and in the in the life day special the holiday the Star Wars TV special yeah arguably the greatest piece of trash in the Star Wars universe prior to Last Jedi um ooh hot take shots fired that's fair pew, pew, shots pew, 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 fired pew, pew. hey Last Jedi doesn't have B. Arthur doesn't so. I know that's true that's Auto- true automatic do you think we're going to get B. Arthur in the next season? God, I hope so. That'd be um, a deep, deep cut. A Mandalorian. And then yeah. even like we can we can make Luke hopeful. We can make Boba Fett not stupid and we can save Star Wars. Yeah. So far, and they're the checking whole, all the boxes. The whole thing's riding on a Mandalorian. Holy yeah. shit. A.K.A. Dave and John. I love it. A character with no home. With no place in the universe. How do you like and that? And everyone loves and everyone him. loves him. Yep. And uh, and and Disney seems to be on board. And um, yeah. Well, they know they know marketing and they they, they know money. Realize they know money. They, wrote, they know all. Of, oh, wait a minute. People like this, and it and people didn't like. I mean, here's if if, if you're wondering where this is going. Sketch Disney just spent probably a decade planning mm-hmm. and building galaxy's edge. Yeah. And they are completely retooling it to mm-hmm. strip away the new trilogy characters and <laughs> populate galaxy's edge with Mandalorian characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the rides features it. Like you can't take the ride takes place during um, rise of Skywalker. Like Oops. Daisy Ridley filmed stuff for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Driver filmed stuff for it. Like it takes place during that, like that fight sequence. And they're uh, scrap and they're, it. I don't know if they're going to scrap it, but it's going to certainly be out of place. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, we know where Disney is. Oh yeah. We know where Disney is. All right. Before we move on from Mando and Star Wars and the Star Wars universe, um, I will say, and, and not to talk about last Jedi, because that's a dead, that's a, that's a dead tauntaun that we're just slicing open. But, Ooh, you know, I was seeing the other day outside. And I think that's a, that, that fit. Thank that you. Fit nicely. <laughs> um, I was just thinking the other day and I, and I think the biggest misstep for me for the entire effing sequel trilogy. <laughs> and maybe I've, maybe I've said this before on the show, but I was just really looking inward and really thinking about this the other day. I think the biggest misstep was that, was basically Finn and 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 yeah. that Finn went kind of nowhere 
and he he was set up to be this grand amazing character and like this this notion because it was talk about subvert your expectations i mean the the original trailers to force awakens you're led to believe that finn is is going to be the jedi of this well finn was supposed to be the jedi of this trilogy until ryan johnson got his hands on the franchise and what an amazing amazing story that would have been a former stormtrooper taking up the mantle of jedi but and and that, of course, Missed nothing. Opportunity. Nothing against uh, what's his name, John, John, who played Finn, uh, John Boyega. I think he would have. I, I I don't know John personally. I'd love to, but I, I imagine he he must feel similarly. He must He's feel been that pretty like outspoken about what some, happened to about his character, what ha- his experience working on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And how he will never work on Star Wars again. Yeah. It was just such, it's to me, I guess, all wrapped up. It's just kind of an unforgivable missed opportunity. Yeah. Right there. Strong agree. But Mandalorian, I mean, although it can't fix the sequels, is doing a great job of honoring the legacy yeah. of Star Wars. And I am very much looking forward to season three. Very much. Oh, strong agree. And I'm even looking forward to the, the book, book of both of that. Yeah, yeah. Which would we had said that a year ago? No, no. no. God damn it, God Mandalorian damn it. season two. You got us on board with with Boba Fett. And uh, I've I've heard um, I've heard that um, Luke Skywalker is going to be the Nick Fury of this new universe that they're creating. That's fair. I think that's I love fair. that. Yeah, I fucking love that. I mean he's a he's a huge character it's it cannot be ignored and i i almost see him as as like uh almost like a gandalf character at this oh, point yeah. just kind of yep. just kind of getting the adventure started a little bit yeah and i'm just so happy for mark hamill me too because for 40 years really 40 mm-hmm. 30 30 years basically 40 years 40 years he's been ready and waiting yeah and nothing was happening yeah and i he went on every talk show he did every goofy like pr i don't know how many fucking times he was on the simpsons um as like mark hamill as luke skywalker as you know he's Mm -hmm. done every everything futurama like like he has been the guy out there you know, never knocked Star Wars. Yeah. You know, and then look what Star Wars did to him. Look what Star Wars did to him. And I just feel so happy for him that he got to play Luke yeah. one more time. Um, Absolutely. Like, ac- actually and, play and Luke. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. This yep. Luke. Return of the is Jedi. Luke. Height of his power. Hopeful. Luke yep. Skywalker. His whole life ahead of him. Yeah. That's really special. I, I, I am right there with you. Mark, we love you. And and even more so that he was actually on set. Like Yeah. It's amazing. It really is. Good job, Mandalorian that Season two. We, high praise. We loved it. From Shades and Sketch. Yeah. Um Should we move on? Should we see what's on the other uh, other side of door number two? Sketch. Go out of the other door. Oh look. 
it's also Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I guess we should have called this the Pedro Pascal well, episode. The, the Pedro Pas- yeah, th- this should have been the Pedro Pascal episode. That was that was a misstep. Whoops. And sand. Yeah. And sand. This this uh, episode of Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch brought to you by Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, the guy you love to hate to love. To hate. The guy you love to hate to love. Sure. Yeah. That's enough double, triple negatives. Yeah, sure. The math checks out. Thank you. Okay, so guys, Wonder Woman 84. Wonder Woman 84. We'll see you next hey. time. We'll see you next time. Guys, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. No, we, 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 need to, we need to discuss it because... It was the very first episode of the podcast. And very first episode I feel of like the this is where I should cut in some of the first episode. Or maybe we should release the first episode as a re-release along with this episode sketch. Maybe that we did. Maybe we did that. I don't know. We already did. Yeah. Look at how good, good planning we done. had. I won't edit that. Um, we. Okay. A couple we loved things. this movie. A couple of things. A couple of things before we, we get into to Wonder Woman 84. Um, an- another reason why I think it's important to talk about is because this is a brave new world in terms of movie distribution yes and i do think hbo and warner brothers and all of that did the right thing here strong agree by releasing the movie i mean obviously they pushed it off it was supposed to come out it got well it got pushed back once because they wanted it to premiere at the like as a summer blockbuster it had, it yes. originally had a november 2019 release and that felt kind of that was not the release date they wanted but because other things were being released and and moved around that's where it wound up and and business and they and the wonder woman 84 team fought pretty strongly to get it a summer release yeah um and they they did so it was going to come out in um its original release date was uh set to be uh in in the summer of 2020 uh and and we know how that worked out and things happened. Things, yeah, things went wrong. And so it kept getting, it, it, it fell into the limbo that basically all movies are like <clears throat> Black Widow yeah. still like what's going on there. But anywho, so, so then they, they, they choose to release it uh, for Christmas on HBO Max, kind of like as a flagship thing. I mean, HBO, I mean, HBO has had all of these streaming services already, but yes. They've, They've like consolidated everything. Yeah. Warner Brothers, yeah. all of the HBOs into uh, HBO, HBO Max. Max. And like it it starts off with Wonder Woman 84. And regardless of what I think of the movie. That was the was right. right it was the do. right decision. Now it is the right yep. decision. Always. Yep. To quote. And, and you know what? Why they did I they just put quote, it out there. Oh, boy. OK. They put they put it out there for a month and then they and took, it took it down. down. And I'm fine with I'm that. I'm also I'm fine, fine with that. that. Yeah. That that seems completely reasonable yep. for me so uh yeah that's that that's the first thing i want to say about wonder woman it's just the distribution yeah because uh, in a similar vein it. it's like i've i've said this publicly it's getting really hard to support ghostbusters at this time point <laughs> yeah. um sony in general it's get uh, but the the ghostbuster franchise and i you know i don't think the the team working on the film really has control over it. it's sony they want to mm-hmm. do a big theatrical release but but also, I you know I think the creative team could be out in front of it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, the movie's been done. It was supposed to come out in March. It could have come out in March. Good. Theaters were still open. 
Um, and it's just been pushed back and pushed back. And now it's, now it's pushed back to like 2022. Yeah. Um, two years after it was supposed to come out, I believe is, is now it's release date. And that, that's just, that just feels wrong. So I'm right there with wrong. you. It, it feels right like decision. the writing is on the wall with, with all of these money driven decisions. Yeah. And obviously we know that all of these decisions are money driven, but it, when it's so effing blatant, yeah. it just, it, it, it makes you feel gross and like, you just don't want to care anymore. It does. And it, it tells you what's important to the studio and mm-hmm. your bottom line. Of course we know it's, it's, a, it's money. But yeah. uh, I I will I will say this now and I and call me on it if I fall back on it sketch I will, will do. I will not see Ghostbusters in theaters when All Ghostbusters right. Afterlife comes out I will not see I don't care if it's spoiled I really don't um, okay. that was the wrong decision and uh, if you know if theaters open back up and it's still playing I will go see Wonder Woman three times in theaters if it's safe for me to do so before I see Ghostbusters. Um, because this was absolutely the right decision and not only did they release it on hbo max they didn't make it like an exclusive like disney did with mulan like a oh, 30 dollar yeah. it, it was exclusive. an hbo max with a you know, an added fee yeah, it, was just, it was you got hbo max you can watch one you can watch it and now if you want to watch it and you know it's gone you yeah. know so who knows what the, you, had the, the, you had a month you to had watch a month it as many times as you want mm-hmm. um it'll be back we know it'll be back i watched it as many times as I wanted. <laughs> Me too. Um, Maybe one too many. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Um, no, I'm getting the guys. We're going to get there. Guys, we're going to get there. So, uh, you know, long story short, this movie was supposed to come out uh, in November of 2019 mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, eventually finally came out in uh, in December. Late December of 2020. 2020. Basically 2021. But yeah. uh Okay, rarely do we say anything nice about Warner Brothers, so let's uh let's let's cut it now. We'll stop it there. This gets yeah. egregious. Yep, yep. All right, you got some all important internet scores before we 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 get into this? I do. Um I would just, you know, I'll just say I have a little bit of history for the development. Uh Pat Oh, you do. Yeah, oh, Patty okay. Jenkins originally only signed on for one one film. Mm-hmm. But um the experience and uh, the positive reception from the film. She expressed interest in returning June, 2017 in an interview with variety comic book writer, Jeff Johns revealed that he and Jenkins had started writing the treatment for one of the wonder woman sequel. And he had a cool idea for a second one while speaking in a Q and a at the women in film screening uh, of the film. Wonder woman Jenkins stated that she would indeed direct the sequel and later clarified that it wasn't a confirmation that she was just talking about ideas. If they wanted her, she would do it. Uh, it was announced on July, July 22nd, 2017 at Comic-Con that they officially announced the sequel and that uh, Patty Jenkins was not only directing, but co-writing with Jeff Johns. Uh, the, and uh, that Expendables, uh, ex- the Expendables writer, David Callum, would also join to co-write with Johns and Jenkins. And um, okay. in late 2018, uh, the longtime DCEU producer Zack Snyder confirmed in a social media platform with Vero that he, along with his wife Deborah Snyder, would serve as producers on the Woman, Wonder Woman sequel, but that he would not be be um, working as a scriptwriter. So he had a scriptwriter credit on the first Wonder Woman. He did not have a scriptwriter co- credit on the second one, Wonder Woman, um, and on. T- 
June 13th, 2018, the title was announced Wonder Woman 1984, and it was described as a standalone film in the same way that Indiana Jones or James Bond are standalone films instead of a continuous story that requires many installments. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't think that's what we got, but that's what she said. I also don't think that's what we got, but okay, we're going to get there. Okay. Okay. Do you have just there in your information who wrote the first one? Who wrote Wonder Woman 1? Uh, I don't have that in front of me. Bugger. That's fine. But it wasn't the same it. people. It, no. Um, I'll find it. Okay. We'll find it, guys. This is 2021. Maybe I'll edit this out. Maybe I won't. Probably you never not. know. Probably not. The first Wonder Woman movie. Uh, whoops. Wonder Woman movie. Our first episode. Yeah. Which, once again, before we get into Wonder Woman 84, we effing loved Wonder Woman. We gave that thing high scores. We, we did. loved yeah. that movie. Uh, screen- I mean, it launched our podcast yeah. because like, we were like, you know what? You know what? It's we time to take do our this. message to the people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Screen be- screenplay by Alan Heinenberg. Story by Zack Snyder, Alan Heinberg, and Jason uh, Fuchs. Okay. So really no overlap. No, none on the whatsoever. No, no. Okay. That's important to know. Um, here's, here's my hot take on Wonder Woman 1984. Soft reboot gone wrong. Soft reboot gone wrong. Yep. Sure. I'll, I'll take it. Um, so uh, it, my opinion is that this movie suffered from the success of um, Shazam. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and uh, Aquaman okay. making films that were standalone, not interconnected to the larger DC. Well, because spoiler alert, Snyder Cut is real. It's coming out March eighteenth, twenty twenty one. What is that going to be an episode? I mean, I you bet your ass is going to be an episode. Sweet sassy, it's going to be an episode. We might actually finally do Batman versus Superman. Um, we actually might. We'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, this was. This was a soft reboot of the universe. It felt mm-hmm. like to me. Yeah. Okay. Would you agree with that? I don't know what this was. <laughs> I have a, I have a, I have a hard Spoilers. time. I have, a, I, I really have a hard time of where this exists. Because, You're not alone. Because the whole effing premise of the movie is, is completely dependent on the events of the first. Movie. Correct. Um, and maybe that's what she meant with like, you don't have to watch all of the Bond movies to know what's happening in a Bond movie, but you know that they're all connected somehow. Yeah. I or guess. like Raiders can stand on its own. Sure. Last Crusade can stand on its own. Yeah. But Temple is just a weird stand movie. on its own. I don't, I don't this think this do. could stand on its own. I don't think it can. All right. I want to get into specifics, but do you have some all important internet? Scores? I do. You know I have all important internet score sketch. Okay, IMDb 5.4. Whoa, yikes. Um oh, I just clicked on Rotten Tomatoes and what image do you think I got? Lasso in the lightning. Um Oh yeah. Classic. Hashtag lasso in the lightning. Uh Rotten Tomatoes critic score 60%, fan score 74%. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This this 
feels like it might be the lowest ever. 67% of Google reviewers like this movie. Wow. Okay. Okay. I I worked really hard on this score yeah. sketch. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time scribbling and crossing out, mm-hmm. but I settled on a solid 60. I'm nice. I'm right in lockstep with, with these scores. Very good. Very sketch, good. What did you give Wonder Woman 1984? I and I'll exp- let me say the number and then I'll explain it. Okay. Okay. Because you're gonna go off on me here. Okay. I gave it a 49. <gasps> Whoa! Told you you're gonna get you're gonna oh go off on me. Oh my goodness, sketch that and it's it's based specifically on the fact that I uh kind of famously at this point, I mean it's all over the tabloids, it's it's wow. a, something I can't live down. I gave a uh, Rogue Squadron a fifty. Yeah, and I had to. I you had mean to Rogue ask, One? Rogue One, Rogue One a fifty, and I had to ask myself, which of these would, two would you watch again? Would I watch again? And did I think had less egregious sins? Wow. And 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 I thought <laughs> I thought it was a squeaker, but I think I would watch Rogue One over um, Wonder Woman eighty four. The thing is, and I'll just say it right off the bat. This is how I described it to a friend of mine. I feel like they listened to our episode, <laughs> our first episode of everything we effing loved about that movie and took it out. And, and, and we gave that thing like a 90, 90s. Yeah. Right. We were both. In and the we 90s. only had like a 10% rant. And then I feel like they were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make a full length movie of that 10% rant. Yep. You know, and it just, it just felt like, I still feel like Wonder Woman, thankfully, the first movie can stand on its own and this doesn't like take away from it. But it really like this movie took so much of what was great about the first one and was and gave us instead like what you were worried going into the original Wonder Woman that it was going to be strong. Agree. Uh, Interesting. On that metric, I guess I stand by my score, because if I had to watch one of those two movies again. Mm-hmm. I would watch Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. Uh, and sp- s- solely on the chemistry between um, Chris Pine and um, Gal wow. Gadot. Mm-hmm. They, their on-screen chemistry is fantastic. Mm-hmm. However, if you hang the whole character's motivation for being a hero on the death of the character, you cannot then bring back that character. Yes. <laughs> so that was a major 100%. I get why they did it. Major misstep. Major um, misstep. Also Also, I mean there were a lot of elements I mean, of this should we movie. just get to the elephant in the room? Okay, which I have a lot of elements. Uh, so which uh, one do you I want mean, to start with? Uh I well, let's work through them organically then. Um okay. cuz yeah, there are a lot of elements, but I I I found the construction of this story like none of None of those characters in Rogue One were like remotely good people. No. So I guess no. I like I guess I had more fun with 1984. So I'll I'll yeah, least enjoy I that. Had, I might have had maybe I would have had more fun. I mean, it certainly helps that it was streaming and I could like pause and like be like, what the <laughs> <laughs> I mean that said, like this movie is fucking bonkers. It's crazy. And it is and- bonkers. 
there there are aspects of it that I really feel like the original Wonder Woman did such a good job of of you know this is a mo- avoiding a, a lot of like the the classic tropes all of them. that you could have gone with that would have really diminished like the message and the power of having Wonder Woman on screen at long last right and then this movie just like went full tilt into yes that. I mean the the story of our experience with Wonder Woman can probably be encapsulated in two images. And if Mm -hmm. you were to put those two images side by side, it would be uh, on the left would be Wonder Woman charging through no man's land with a sword Mm -hmm. and shield. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then on the right panel, Wonder Woman um, ballet gliding through the air. um, And that was exactly full, what I full thought. Male, like, it, it's just a mo- Wonder Woman 1984 seems to be a movie shot entirely through the male gaze, which makes well, that's what I no was fucking sense it to me. It makes no sense whatsoever. To me. Because, I mean, the criticism of like the, the Amazons and all of these things uh, have all, has always been Zack Snyder like, puts women in like revealing clothing and objectifies them. I didn't get that from Justice League or Wonder Woman, but that's the criticism. And I think that's a fair criticism. At every, like every time Wonder Woman is on screen, she's not fighting. She's like doing ice dancing. I mean, she, uh, she, she literally, when she fights, she looks like she's ice dancing. Yeah. She glides well, on, like she slides as if the floor is like coated in olive oil. It's funny. A good great right. job. <laughs> Thank um, you. It's, it's funny but it because <laughs> I thought the exact same thing after watching this movie. I was like, okay, what obviously happened? iconic scene from first movie is Wonder Woman just charging into no man's land. I mean, she is a fucking badass like battering ram. Yeah. Man's war. Yada, yada, yada. Fantastic. What's my equivalent in this movie? And I just came up short. I was there like, I have one. nothing in this movie there that, wasn't that one. screams to me that that uh that power yeah. of wonder woman what i um, love about diana princess mm-hmm. of Themyscira, is that she like of all of the characters in the justice league she's the jock mm-hmm. she and what i mean by that is she is the one that thirsts for battle and glory and yeah, her fury is tempered only by her compassion and mercy yeah. because she's a god. Mm-hmm. Where was that in this movie? They fucking took her sword and shield away. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm speechless. Sketch. I'm speechless. Yeah. We've 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 had jumping the shark, which was replaced mm-hmm. by nuking the fridge, which will be forever forever entombed by lassoing the lightning in my opinion yeah. it was how what is that was the, that was another the extension thing that stood out of the me. lasso of truth oh it's it's infinite it's it's how, it's basically peter parker's webbing are the, at this point swinging from fucking lightning also i don't under, think they understand the the laws of flight yeah, I and we're going to get there. I don't think they just, understand flight. Just a moment. But um, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, the the fight scenes in uh, Wonder Woman, the first one, are iconic because Diana is is just so, um, 
almost poetic in her, her fighting. And it's really about her and the shield and the sword are extensions of her body. And in this movie, those are replaced almost entirely. I mean, they're completely replaced. There is no sword. There is no shield. And she fights almost entirely with the lasso, which means that when you're watching this, all of the action you're watching is 100% computer generated. And it's, it's not like, Wonder Woman, if you're glancing off at her while the while the rope is doing all this stuff, she's really not. She's just standing there and moving her arm. Yeah, yeah. which which. So the it, to me, it felt like um, like when you watch Doctor Strange and like the cape does so much. Yes, but that's like a great fun right gimmick in Doctor Strange. So it works in this. It's. It's like, oh, they I don't were, think it was. Meant they were all glamour the shots. I mean, I'm just like looking the at the images from this movie. They're all just glamour shots. They're all just yep. like coy glamour shots from like everything that uh, it's. Uh, I just I can't. We have a rule on this show sketch. If you mm-hmm. set a movie in the 80s, you will give yeah. it an 80. I'll give it in the I 80s. Will I could fucking love it. And this yeah. movie breaks that rule. Breaks the rule. It, it just breaks it in every single way. That's been a well, role, they, rule on this show for two seasons, almost four years. They disregarded every rule, wow. so we can too. Yeah. No. All right. Before we get before we get into the nitty gritty of of our of our rants here, do you have any rapes for this movie? Do you have um, any, any good things to say? I have a couple. It did a fine job of weaving in the larger legacy of the Wonder Woman character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for much of Wonder Woman's tenure in comics, this is who that character was. Yep. The other question is, is that who we need right now? Or or is that who the character should that legacy be be embraced? Yeah. Um, My answer is no, but I think it Mm -hmm. did a great job of, of embracing the 70 year history and 80, Mm -hmm. 80 year history, I guess of, of Wonder Woman. Do you have a rave? I liked one of the things I liked. Well, I did really like the um, Linda Carter cameo at the that end. That was fantastic. The way they, yeah. the way they wove yep. her into the story uh, as Hestia, the the, yes. the ancient Amazonian defender. Liked that. Strong that was agree. that was like a nice in in a movie where there wasn't a lot of um, there was a lot of it's Robin moments in this movie. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the this the the writing was not subtle in this in this movie there's a lot of hit your head hit you over the head right. with uh, certain things linda carter just kind of popping up at the end without like over the top fanfare it's just like a a little like hey wink wink nudge nudge you're in the know now look at this right nicely handled it was great to see linda in one of these movies um and she's even though she's not Wonder Woman, right? She's still Wonder Woman, you know. Yeah, like she still gets yep. to be Wonder she Woman. Still gets that to was be great. Yeah. That was heartwarming yep. in this movie. Yeah, that kind of piggybacks off yours, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. And I, yeah. I would say this movie was very much, um, it was very much trying to harken back to the the tone and feel of Wonder Woman seventy six, as it's referred to, because that's when that series premiered. Uh, mm-hmm. 1976 which i have no um history it's with. 
streaming on uh, HBO Max. You could watch it. Yeah, but like, I don't recommend so it. So many things are streaming right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't recommend. So many. I have to it. catch up. Linda Carter's fantastic. Oak Island <laughs> and uh, his his dark materials. Seasons of that. There are eight seasons of of uh, Curse of Oak Goodness Island. Gracious. I would gracious. I would watch all eight seasons of of Curse of Oak Island before I watched. One Roman eighty four. One eighty four again. That's <laughs> like, fair. Gladly. Um, I will say I liked. Um, th- this might be controversial, but I I I liked in a similar way that I liked the Linda Carter thing. I did like the the, the putting in of the invisible jet, like the way they put in the invisible <laughs> jet. I have a lot to say about the jet scene, which we'll get to a little bit later. But like. Okay, they they took a shot at the invisible jet in a way yeah. that works in this story. Quote sure. unquote works. Sure, there was yeah, just quote unquote, like there was just a fueled jet sitting yeah, behind yeah. the Smithsonian Air and Flight. Once museum. again, sure, lots yeah. of problems with the scene, but the fact that like, okay, for one scene she flies a jet and she turns like she doesn't like. I got my invisible jet parked out back and we'll, we'll fly that to Cairo. Like there's one scene where they have to get to Cairo. They take a jet and she turns it invisible with her godly powers. Okay, sure. I'm on board. I think that fits. Sure. I think that yeah, fits well enough diff- for, for, yeah. for everything else. I mean, I mean what it's doesn't than work is that Steve later. Trevor had any idea how to start that jet. Yes. I mean, that, and that I was, was probably the that's, most that's unbelievable big, thing in the movie. He that flew was a, big a sop with camel like propeller biplane in yeah. world war one and, and just and that hops is, into a jet and to me that's it's just so that's just that's such the example of like the biggest problem of this movie is there's just like so many lazy setups yeah, it's poorly written. lazy deliveries there's no way like around that, it where it's just like hey he was a pilot he can fly anything right and it's like oh okay um no how about you if, how about you give someone who hasn't answered a phone since 1950 right. an Apple <laughs> iPhone, right? Like, are they going to take a look at it and be like, oh, yeah, okay, I got this. I can get us to car. I'm a pretty good driver sketch. I don't yeah. think I could successfully navigate uh, an Abrams tank down the road. No, it's I don't it's, think I can uh, do it. I'll, it I'm, the, I'm I, yeah, I don't think I could safely drive it down the street. You know how you fix that episode? I mean that that <laughs> that scene. You know how you fix that scene? And I'll tell you, it's it's simple. And I can't believe I'm the one coming up fix with it, it instead sketch. of like one of these professional writers. Fix it. You have that Diana has been fucking alive in this world since 1917. She learned how to she's, fly. She's learned to fly over, and and she knows how to fly the jet, and she's flying the jet. Right. And you have Steve Trevor. Like she's not great at it. Right. She can take out, she can land, she can get from point A to point but B. But Steve, Steve Trevor's still there. And he, he he tell he talks to her like he does in the movie right. about like, oh, you gotta feel the wind, you gotta right. feel you're, you're going with it. Like, there you go. Easy, great easy fix, fix sketch. Right great fix. Like, honest to God, if this movie, if this movie oh gosh, <laughs> if this movie had it's like such been an easy fix sketch. If this movie had been oh. like 100% written by a man, we'd be like, this is the most sexist piece of shit we've ever seen. Since right. For, like, Wonder Woman was great, and now you're, oh, thank God the guy's here so he can fly her because she can't do anything on her own. I mean, yes, and- if I, I agree with you, if this movie had, had, and I mean, this movie was co-written with Jeff Johns, 
but it, yeah. I, if certainly if there was a male director helming it and it was you know written by a team of men, I don't think this movie would have a sixty percent rating no, because it is so much we'd be calling out on it. I mean, we're already there's so much we're calling out on it already. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it was popular enough to get a Wonder Woman three greenlit immediately upon release. Hey, what's Cheetah's motivation? Hey, get this: she's a broad. That's jealous of another broad. <laughs> that's what that's I'm like. Sorry, uh, I shouldn't be laughing, but it's what? so it's so bad. And you're like, what? what? Did you see the first movie? <laughs> Did you see the like the motivations in that movie? That's oh, what we're going. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. I mean, this movie is the definition of tone deaf. Yeah. It's the yeah. definition of it. I feel embarrassed now that I'm giving it a 60% because the more we talk about it, the more it's cringeworthy. All right. You might want to adjust. Hey, let me ask you this. Any more raves? Because we're technically in the rave I really don't our- have any raves for this movie uh, other than I'm glad that like they got to make a sequel because that would have been pretty bad if they didn't get to make a sequel after how like amazing the first movie was. Yeah. I agree. I wish it was better, but I, I agree don't that understand how continues. I mean, I just don't understand how Justice League, a problematic movie, Batman versus Superman, a problematic movie. I'm not saying they're high art. I'm not saying they are the most amazing stories. They are leaps and bounds better than this movie. Well, the thing is, is you'd be hard pressed in this movie to find an area that they handled well. And right. it's those movies, despite all their problems, you still had these. These good to excellent portions yes. of the movie, whether it was, a you know, a, a scene or if it was just a whole premise or a whole, uh, you know, production value of it. I mean, the, the production value of this was this movie felt was, lazy at every turn. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I will just say. For a movie, we're supposed to be rant. rant we're supposed to be raving. Why don't we move on to rants? Because yeah, I really for don't have a any movie other that was set in the 1980s. My God, you, you fucking failed to in, like incorporate anything iconic about the fucking 1980s. What are you talking about? They had aerobics and Jesus Christ, um, sketch. Come on, a guy had a popped collar. They put Ronald point. Reagan in the movie. Ronald Reagan was in the movie. They talked about oil. Those are the things I yeah. love about the 80s. Right. That's what everyone. That's what loves I about think the about. 80s. Yeah. They had a mall. Jesus they had a mall. Christ. The mall fight scene was pretty good. I disagree. You didn't like the mall fight no. scene? It was very silly. It was it was slapstick. Yeah, she's like throwing kids into, Th- into yeah. things. Um Wonder Woman saved a lot of kids in this movie. You know, here's a great fix uh for the movie because Wonder Woman, like nobody knows who Wonder Woman is because she was so low key and did like your your favorite Wonder Woman comic, the Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah. What a missed opportunity! Yeah, to tell a Wonder Woman story where she is, and and to fit in in the nineteen eighties. I believe her mm-hmm. outfit in that is a pair of jeans and a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. Which at one point Diana kind of wears in this movie. Yeah, kind of. What a missed opportunity to yeah. include like some legacy. Yeah. Um. Because man, does she in 
standing in the White White House, you have to believe that there isn't another. Even in 1984, there isn't another like place on planet Earth with more CCTV footage than the White House. Yes. She yeah. fights the Secret Service, and nobody knows who Wonder Woman is. Like, th- meanwhile, Lex, Batman finds one. Lex Luthor finds one picture from 1917. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that like outs her to and the world. It. She yep. fights the fucking Secret Service inside mm-hmm. the White House. Now, I get yep. you're trying to do a standalone movie, but like, I have a brain, and I can remember yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a big fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Also, this event should be talked about forever because it's basically nuclear war. Yes, just minus the yeah, impact for a movie set in the Cold War with so many allegories to nuclear war. It was surprisingly light on nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of problems. <laughs> a lot of problems. Um, can we talk about uh, Chekhov? Talk about problems. Chekhov's golden armor. I fucking hated the golden armor <laughs> and the golden armor was horrible. I was so excited because the golden armor is pretty iconic. Do you remember what the golden sure. armor is from? No, I don't. Tell me what the golden armor is from. Come. Oh, is that from kingdom come? Yes. Which is heavily, in, looked- which is heavily influenced in the 1980s, like warring superpowers only that instead of nuclear weapons, they're superheroes. Spoiler alert. Right. They all get nuked at the end. Um, mm-hmm. the, the golden armor is very iconic. So when they like put that movie poster out and they showed the golden armor, I was very excited because yep. I thought we were going to get more kingdom come. Oh, well, well, Chekhov's golden, no, the armor. golden armor. The golden armor was, was basically, um, uh, Oh, what's that in that burlap sack? Oh, <laughs> oh some golden, that's the golden, the golden armor, armor of my people. Of, um, like the, the number one defender Asteria. of all time gets to wear that. So she fought the world now. of men on her own oh, and sacrificed okay. herself. And if you're like, if you're trying to follow along with this, which I, yeah. which I was, I was trying to follow along yep. and like piece things together. And you're like, okay, well, okay. Diana is, is getting weaker because of, of her, wish. her wish. Um, she it, it, she had this big scene with Steve talking about flying and how to fly. This fucking right. armor has wings on it. Okay, you would okay. imagine in the I, third I'm act where this is she's going to put on the yeah. armor and fly. And, yeah, and the, and you and you and I also thought like, okay, this armor is going to imbue her with protect yeah. her. Yeah, because she's she's losing her powers. Right. No, she gets her powers back. Then she puts on the armor. Right. And and then she, she flies. She learns to fly on her, on her own. own. Yeah, without the armor serves no purpose. Zero purpose. No purpose whatsoever. She lands with it, and you're supposed to think that it's like okay, Hestia used it to defend against the Persians or uh, whoever. Asteria. It was Asteria. Asteria. Uh, I like that. I like. <laughs> Like that you went home, uh how to pick up girls in a is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon with that? Oh yeah, yeah. And then um and and, and okay, so she so he so he uh, or she fought off this this whole horde right. of guys. Um Cheetah and it's forged from the armor thing like it's and made of tinfoil. It and again, I don't know if I've ever said on the show that's my big problem with golden armor. Gold is a very, very, very weak armor very to weak make armor, armor yes. out of metal to make armor out of, but that thing is shredded in Seconds. no time flat. It does nothing. It just reeked to me of a, oh, hey, we can make a new action figure. Yes. Because she's going to wear this for two scenes. Yep. 
And <laughs> I mean, she it, was more protected in, in, in her, in her, in her, like, leather and her armor. leather armor was more protective than the golden winged armor. I mean, and she goddamn didn't wear it when she was vulnerable. She only wore it when, when she had full power, yep, full beast mode. And it, it did not use it to fly. And and it's like that makes no makes sense. No fucking sense. I mean, you have the, armor with wings. It can do two things for you. It can protect you, and it can help you fly. I'm only going to put it on after I figured out how to protect myself and fly. And fly. It, it yeah. I mean, maybe and it was that, like isn't a that subvert- just this movie. That is just this movie. Yeah. That's how the whole thing was. It written. is the def. It, it, it is the definition of bad writing, and it it is the capstone of the, of the experience of watching this movie. I mean. Sketch infuriating shouting at the TV. Um, yes. Once the, or you could argue that sh- the uh, the armor only served to hinder her. Yes, she had to shed it. Yes, she had to shed it immediately. Which what is what is the message there that she's shedding the power of her people or that like know. she's no longer the defender? There's I don't know. What is the message of this movie? <laughs> like the movie had no clear message. It, it really didn't. That's a big question for you. That was another. It, can I? Can oh, I take please, another? Yeah. Because I am. Please. I am. You are am rolling. So mad. You are. I am so mad. Longtime okay. listeners, the smoke is like pouring out of his nostrils and ears. I and again, it's because it's, it's so like, bad. It's so lazy. Why are you so goddamn so lazy? lazy? And here's another example of why it was lazy. And I'm going to start this by saying. I loved the cinematography of the opening scene on Themyscira. Yes, it was like they were loved. It's like they it's like they filmed the movie and then like the Snyderverse was no more. And like they reshot a different movie. It made so I loved I loved that. I thought it was really beautiful. Um, That was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. And it told a great part about like young Diana and all that. But then for your time. It's not your time. Wait for your time. That never came back. Never comes back. Never comes Nothing back. Nothing comes back from that. Also, what, what's what's the what's the person's name? That's like her her warrior mentor. Oh, uh, that is her aunt Antiope, who is played by Antiope. Robin Wright Penn. Who is yeah. holy shit? If you're gonna a get Robin Wright Penn back, if yeah. you're gonna get her back in that armor, fucking do something with her. Do hey, something with her. You know what? Like. Like, uh, how about use your wish to bring Antiope back? Like, that's, that's compelling. Instead I can fix this, this movie also, with two changes. You live, Diana, like for centuries. You knew Steve Trevor for like weeks. Yeah, that's like An having hour, a goldfish yeah, that died in, a, in in like <laughs> in like a month. Like in our life, like, oh. do you wish that back? Like, am I going to be like on my deathbed, being like, oh, bubbles <laughs> only? <laughs> Did you have a gold? I had one more day. Did you have a goldfish probably, named Bubbles? I probably had a. I probably had one named, named Bubbles at some point. That's adorable. My longest lasting fish was his name was Sam. Not a very creative name for a fish, but hey, Sam. I was saving up my creativity for later in life. Yeah. Um. But here's here's my end problem with An- Antiope. Mm-hmm. That's her name. Why does she fucking jump to that Diana cheated? Diana is miles away. Right. No one sees what's going on. Diana, all she has to go off of is that uh, her flag isn't moving down anymore because right. she missed target. Right. How about this? You missed a target. You're disqualified. Let Diana finish the race right. and like have that big moment. Because guess what? Diana fucking earned it. Yeah. She didn't give up. Right. 
you could easily watch that whole scene and the whole message behind the scene is when up. when things don't go your way you don't give up you find a way right. she she powered through she was flipping amazing let her finish let her place and then go but guess what you missed the target you missed the target you you can't have one because right. you didn't you didn't, you didn't yeah. follow all the rules not you cheated antiope's just like no you cheated what one she didn't two why do you think that right you you're you're basically the mother of this child you know her better than right is it only to set up this idea of like lies that you always have to combat which she didn't lie right (laughs) it is uh what do you what do you do a lot of mixed messages in this movie master wayne what do we do when we fall down we learn pick ourselves back up not in this movie that's fucking cheating you stay on the ground master wayne never like Oh, that made me so mad. Yeah. Like that. That's how that ended. Not that's not good. That's how that awesome sequence ended like not that. Oh, I felt good. I felt mad. And then it was like, so ham fisted, like, Oh, you always have to be true and true to yourself and blah, 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 blah. blah. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? <laughs> you don't know what Diana just did. It's amazing. And she's like 12. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, and I am not one for like coddling. But how about just like, wow, slow clap. Well done, Diana. Well done. Sorry you didn't win, but I'm not going like to tear girl, you down to the ground. You know, I thought about, I will give the script the benefit of the doubt of being really bad and trying to allude to the fact that Diana is cheating because she's a god. Maybe. Maybe she was cheating um, because she's a god. Poorly executed. Yeah. And again, at that point in her life, she doesn't she know doesn't, she's but, a god. And, so but she doesn't even know knows, she's, she's a god. And Tybe knows, but like, Di- again, Diana's not like using that to her advantage. Right. She yeah, just yeah, thinks yeah. she's really good and it's all her totally, training. And totally, totally, totally. I felt so bad for little kid Diana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So bad for her. Yeah. She did not deserve that. Um, I have a. F- but at least it pays off later when. Uh, nothing. nothing no, they never go back to it. They never no. go back to it. The only way it comes back is to say that they're cheering in front of the golden armor statue. And, and that's, that's what comes back yeah. later, which if you listened to 10 minutes ago, we're not big fans of the gold. No, armor. the gold armor was not a good. No, uh, you know, I man, it's so bad. And it's I would so I, fucking bad. I really like Al Gadot as Wonder Woman, but I would 100 percent watch a Wonder Woman movie as her as a kid just 100 it's just yes, her as a kid agree. growing up in that amazonian society hungry i have a i have a fix to this movie okay um if you're gonna set wonder woman in 1984 and make it an mm-hmm. 80s movie the whole movie could have been she wished steve steve trevor back she mm-hmm. doesn't want to give up steve trevor and so the whole movie and this was our favorite part about aquaman um, you make the whole movie about tracking down the golden armor. And then you get yeah. to like take a romp through Goonies, Indiana Jones, romancing the stone. Sure. And and I'm that's a that. fun 80s movie. Yeah. Um, I'm all for that. And and then like you can even bring back the obstacle course of like the exp- of like the horseback riding, the yeah, javelin that's throwing. That's what I thought was going to come back. The, like, that's what that, I originally thought was going to come back. Then it makes yep. sense, and it, at least it's a callback to something. Yep. I don't I don't understand. Big question sketch: What was the significance of 1984? 
nothing. I, there was no significance to this it. This movie could have been set in like it could have been set in 1970. It could have been set in been 1992. Set. It wouldn't have made a fucking difference. It's timeless in a bad way. Any time before 2001, this movie could have taken place. Sure. Or uh, I'll sure. Say, okay. Uh, Any time uh, after 1950 and before 19, uh, 2001, this movie could have yeah. taken place. I, I I do I do have to correct one small thing you said there, where you said you know this should have been like the part in Aquaman, and they should have been like searching and going on. They did have that sequence in this. Yeah, movie but it wasn't good. Where, no, no, and where nothing they, came of it. They go looking for um, Maxwell Max Lord. Lord, and they find him immediately yeah. on the only road in Egypt. <laughs> okay, we're here now. Now we got to find. Ma- oh, there, there he goes. Is. Okay, turn Driving around. On that road. Turn around. Turn the car there, around. That could have been uh, great, like a detective thing throughout uh, Cairo. I'm all on board. And you need nope. Steve oh, Trevor because he was also an intelligence officer. You need the skill to track him down. Sure. And nope. guys, we are trying so hard. To fix so this. fucking hard. Um, That's the thing. Are we even trying that hard? We're trying harder than they were. Yes. And it's not that like, like it's, these are easy fixes. I, these are easy fixes to do. I mean, I feel like, um, I not even, I feel like I know that there's better fan fiction in the world. That oh, deserves yeah. to be made into a movie more so than this yeah. god awful script. Apparently, it's the only paved road in all of Egypt because also <laughs> the kids use it to like play, play basketball. basketball. And then Wonder Ow. Woman. I'm sorry, but oh, Wonder Woman. God. Her incredibly strong bicep should have sliced through those two children at the speed of which like she was grabbing them. I'm going to cut you she in half, killed them. They should have folded over her arm like a wet beach towel. <laughs> oh, that's know? an image. And then she shakes the sand out. Oh, my God. You're good. You're good, kid. You're good. Get up. So oh. bad. It's so god awful bad. Um, yeah. I have more. Do you have more? I do. I, I have I so much like more. I'm I'm, okay. I'm, I feel like we're we're just shitting all over Patty Jenkins um, and the script. Oh, is this Patty Jenkins? She, I mean, oh, the, the script. Scripts, you yeah. know, I feel like and Jeff Johns and, Jeff Johns, and the other guy. And, yeah, the other guy. Um, but anyone, I'm going to. It. I'm going to. Uh, there is um, on no planet can um, Kristen Wiig play an ugly girl. Mm-hmm. Um. That just Again, like a homely, tropes. ugly, like yeah, like on no, and and they did a terrible job of like making her look like a homely, unattractive, yep. geeky person. Um, they were just all tropes that she was like super nerdy and smart and like uncoordinated and tripped over herself. It was it was Socially the awkward. worst part of like the John Hughes universe. Of like sixteen candles, Saint Almost Fire, like it was all of the worst parts. Basically, you basically that role was like every Molly Ringwald, uh, yeah. role in a movie ever, and then just like CGI at the end. At least people, she didn't turn into like a giant CGI cat. Mm-hmm. At least it was a normal CGI cat. What did I text you right after? <laughs> well, I guess now I see now cats. I see cats. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't get Taylor Swift to play the role um, because of all her, her previous feline work. Um, the the her opening scene so bad. I, talk about suspending your disbelief or your inability to suspend your disbelief. The everyone she works with is so like unrealistically horrible to right. her. 
where I was expecting a scene later in the movie where she's remembering things and she realized that, oh, she was just interpreting these things so shittily. Right. Like her boss, that's like, oh, nice to meet you. And right. She's like, yeah, I've been here for two weeks and like can't get her name right. right. The guy that just like borderline like spits on her as she's picking right. up her papers. He doesn't spit on her, but he might spits well. on her with her eyes. Like everyone is like cartoon level crap. Yeah, I was waiting for, um, that to have not been what really happened exactly yeah that's how it, it came off the like worst that. part of that role was how diana treated her that was the thing that that broke the universe for me because that's mm-hmm. not diana of the mascara yeah she only befriends her when she becomes of use Ar- arguably diana treats her worse than all of the men that she works with because mm-hmm. diana has had to had to live that yeah and like she's supposed to know the worth of a human being and she only uses her because she has knowledge about the object that will further the plot. Yep. And that, that is unforgivable for me. And that's like when we talk about like toxic female relationships, Yeah, that was unforgivable for me. And, and not only that, but we have that exact same relationship in the movie with Maxwell Lord and we go, Oh, he's a villain. villain. But Diana does it. And well, She's just, she's our hero. Yeah. She's I feel like we're harping on Diana a lot here. I have one last thing that is just like really, really problematic. Okay. And I have one last thing too. And then, and then move let's on. move on from Diana and, and maybe wrap this. Oh, I don't have a, my other rant is not. Okay. Uh, this, the, this is the last rant for me. Uh, the Steve Trevor relationship and uh, Steve Trevor and Steve Trevor. Diana's relationship with him Mm -hmm. steve trevor does not come back from the dead they like 1980s body swap him Oh, body switch oh you're 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 skirting around my uh... into the body of a like a dude who has a life yeah who is i don't know where he goes but steve that's one of my big questions trevor inhabits him when Steve Trevor's in there, where is that guy? I don't I don't know. Is he like watching trapped inside of his brain with no ability to control himself? Is he like in the waiting room, um, i.e. Uh, Quantum Leap as uh, Dr. Sam Beckett inhabits his his body and, and negotiates his life through this this trial that they would have got wrong? Um, like what happens to that guy? And he has no consent in this matter. No, no, zero, zero consent. Um, and like Diana fucks him six ways from Sunday. Oh, absolutely. Repeatedly. And that's not cool. Not and also cool. Like, and, also- and you could say like, well, well, we've been telling those stories for years. So this is just flipping it on its head. No, the point is that we're moving forward and recognizing how wrong those stories were not to perpetuate yeah. them with a like, i.e. like gender swap or flipping it on its head. It was mm-hmm. wrong. Then it's wrong. Now that it's just something we shouldn't. It's a story we shouldn't glorify anymore. It's not mm-hmm. right. That was the takeaway, right? No means no consent. Get consent. This guy can't give consent ah yeah 100 ah. and i i'll also include um that i don't want to be that is, guy this movie is turning me into that guy it's turning you into that guy but, uh, <sighs> but that guy and i, I don't Woof. just keep calling him that guy because i don't remember what his name was um i don't either i but then she encounters guy, him at the end of the movie and it's like oh well, i like your outfit yeah, they have almost like a meet cute, oh which I'm like God. undeserved and undeserved also the, and not okay. The, you have to be like, hey, way, 
this happened. I'm sorry. Yeah, the only way I'm okay with that guy showing up again at the end is if he is like in casts and bandages and is like, I don't know what the fuck happened to me this weekend. But I keep getting calls in Arabic. Very, very angry people in Cairo with me for some reason. The FBI wants to see me because of some sort of attack in the White House. Like I'm a terrorist. Ruin that guy's life. Yeah, he can't go. His life is ruined forever. Forever and for no reason. reason. Like it's a wish stone. Why did the wish and and where else where else in the movie does the wish do that? Like, okay, the wish the wish stone is supposed to take something in order for you to get your wish. And we establish in the movie right. that the wish stone takes Diana's powers to so, give her to, Steve to, Trevor to, back. Steve Trevor here. Why did it take that guy's life and body over? This the wish stone can do anything and Correct. elsewhere in the movie it just makes people appear. Right. Like cops show up and they're like, yeah, I didn't, I, oh, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here I'm now. Here. Let's, let's do this. So, yep. Let's do that with Steve Trevor. It was so unnecessary to put him in the body well, of someone that's, else. Well, because they were, it was, uh, it was, that was their 1980s. That's why it's set in 1984 because body swaps were a thing body that you did in so the funny. 80s. Well, that's so funny. Like, yeah. no, yeah. they're not, not cool. It's not, not cool. cool. That poor guy. He is the biggest victim of the entire movie. Yes. Him and the kid. Him and Pedro Pascal's kid. I oh, Pedro Pascal. A bit of kid. a victim. I yeah. felt so bad for that kid. I don't, right, well, that, I don't I mean, know that I would have forgiven him. Um, I, I my, my last rant, Maxwell Lord. Hmm. Maxwell Lord in the comics. I think this is one of the first comics that I ever showed you. Like it had such an okay. impact on me. I believe it happened during Infinite Crisis when they were doing the Omax and like Batman, like created okay. a contingency to take down the justice league and it worked. Yeah. yeah. I'm remembering all this. Uh, yep. And Maxwell Lord was like the, the, the guy behind the scenes. He killed blue beetle. We were like Ted mm, Cord. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we, yeah, we were yeah, booster gold. That. We felt yeah, so bad yeah. for booster gold when they killed Ted. My Ted name Cord. is booster. Oh my gold. God. And, and the final panel of this story arc without getting it, Maxwell Lord has like orchestrated this whole thing. He's won. The Justice League is defeated. The Omax reigns supreme and he's going to take over the world because like he his power is that he can control people's minds. He has Mm -hmm. mind control. He's like the most powerful meta on the planet. And to save the world on national television with everyone watching, Diana snaps his neck and twists it around backwards Mm-hmm. And it was haunting to see on the page. She li- she's a god. She grabs his head and spins it around and yeah. kills him on television. Yeah. They did not do that in this movie. Where was that story? Yeah. Well, he had to be redeemable for some reason. And I don't know I why. I don't know why. Like they gave him like a backstory where you kind of felt sympathetic for him. Uh, they gave him a kid where you're like, I don't know. I don't. Why did he have to be a redeemable character? That's he what shouldn't needed have to happen. And yeah. like, and that was the, that's the truth of Diana's character because mm-hmm. she's a fucking warrior. I still don't understand the end of the movie. Like what happens? I don't. Everyone gives don't back understand. their wishes, but I don't get that. And that's my, that's my probably Except biggest rant Cheetah of the whole thing. Doesn't give back her wish. She never know. gives back her wish. 
So yeah, she, she, she still reverts, has but I think Diana's that was powers. That, well, because yeah, because I, she didn't wish to be a that, cheetah. No, she didn't, that was that was what um, Maxwell turned, turned her, her into, into, kind of like on his own. He gave back she his wish. She never yeah, gave back she, hers. And she originally wished on the the, the actual, actual stone. stone, and she didn't renounce that. Just like Diana did renounce having Steve Trevor right. in a stupid scene where he ducks behind like an alley, yeah. and you just hear him like, "Oh, I remember you, Diana." Okay, that's odd. I mean, that's just like at least, least give us that was a reshoot. Like the, that was such a reshoot. Oh, absolutely, and they didn't they didn't like, even bother to create us the an effect. fade in where like yeah. the guy like comes back. We're not going to even spend like, money on that effect. Huh? Yeah, so lazy again, lazy. Oh. But uh, the, the whole premise of the wish was just like, can you put wishing into a movie? Absolutely. Can you hang such an important thing on it? Yes. Then you better have it tight and battened down. Yeah. And this was anything but this. This was so crazy. Where I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so all a person has to do is say, I, I wish. wish it's it, it's not like what what's secretly in your heart because diana never says out loud i wish steve trevor was back she just, right, thinks, she just it. thinks it so like like maxwell is like tricking all these people like oh don't you wish i had some airtime today and they're like oh yeah we're in their head they're like who the fuck cares i don't know who also you are. also like when everyone renounces their wish one guy like wishes that a woman drops dead yes did like was that undone like how what are the, I, I what are the mechanics I mean, she died the, no like the nuclear the nuclear things all blow up or like disappear or whatever she died she was pronounced dead yeah, by, so by that time back. in the movie she was cremated and that's that's my that's like that's enough time has passed because that I'm she's like, been cremated i'm like who is who is who is responsible for this end of the movie? Like, who's responsible for the resolution? The the movie deposits that I have to believe that because Diana is talking to everyone in the world, apparently through the lasso, like because it's the eighties, we're all like stealing cable illegally. <laughs> so she's like tapping into Maxwell's feed here. No, because they rewrote He's, what Star Wars is, and like they blanketed the yeah, that it, was yeah crazy the Earth too in in radio waves so she's she's like convincing everyone to renounce their wish but and now everyone knows you're, she exists. but you're also like so is the message here that like wishing is bad like like do you have like some distraught give up your hopes like, and dreams like kid somewhere who's like well i i i wish daddy would stop drinking and beating mommy but i, I guess i take that back i wish i didn't have cancer <laughs> yeah like there are wishes out there that are, that are yeah, like hope fine and the, also, the line between hope and a wish is so fine. The, yeah, the the message of this movie is really pro- problematic. Yeah, because like, and there's no way I could believe that everyone is renouncing their wishes. Oh no! Like you're going to convince a kid to like give back his birthday clown dinosaur astronaut that he just wished for and got magically? <laughs> He's not giving that up. And so what? The oh, world man. is doomed forever. That's a movie that? I want to see: birthday clown astronaut. Yeah, that would be dinosaur. a great movie. I want. Don't like, forget the dinosaur. Oh my god, birthday clown dinosaur astronaut! Holy shit! And that woman, take that, my that, money, that was, sketch. That guy wished that woman was dead. dead. I wish you were dead, and she, she falls over dead. dead. But she, she also wished that she'd go back to his old goddamn country. But she's dead. She can't renounce right. her wish. She can't and I renounce. Bet there's a lot of people, yeah. who are dead and can't from renounce wishes. their wish. Yep. And also, 
only because speaking from experience, if I were watching a television program and everyone's wishes were coming true, but this lunatic was on TV talking, I would be thinking, I wish this guy would stop, stop talking. talking. And someone out there is doing that. Right. But he's still talking. So, I mean, the movie is so bad. It's just it's not, problematic as being kind. It's just yeah. bad. It's just lazy. It was bad. It was lazy and it was bad. Oh my goodness. How about that guy at the beginning who wished for coffee? Did he have to give the coffee back? He already drank it. <laughs> and what happened to that woman whose coffee it was? He wished for coffee and now all of a sudden, oh, Susan yeah. called out called out today. Yeah. Well, where is Susan? What did the stone do to Susan? Is she okay? Probably not. No. Probably, probably not. not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many gosh darn problems. Do you have any big questions for Wonder Woman's? I mean, I feel like we've asked I mean, a lot of big questions here. Yeah, I mean, here's one of them, but I've already asked it. What's the goddamn message of this movie? <laughs> um, no, uh, I really Gal think Gadot, I asked. Here's the message of this movie. Gal Gadot yeah. is a beautiful woman, who, and yeah. she's playing Wonder Woman, so we're going to make as many of these fucking movies as, as we possibly can before she won't yeah. sign contracts anymore, because... Uh, men will go and see it because it's Gal Gadot and women will go and see it because it's Wonder Woman and girl power and female and uh, male gaze and it's guaranteed money. That's yeah. the message of the movie. That's what it's about. And this thing was like so far and that's away. That's so wrong. It, yeah, it was so far away in every way, shape, and form. Imagine one, I'll bring it back to what I said earlier about if this was written by someone else. Could you imagine the headlines of this movie ending with a literal cat fight? It literally ends. With a cat fight. I was just, just going to say that. I was just going to say that. And you're that. like, did you not see the first movie? Did you not get the first movie, yep. people? Um, Patty, Patty, you were there. It did, it did the unforgivable thing that we always talk about. And, like, and you are always first to make this point. It, made the, it, like the, it makes the female character fight another female character. Because yeah. it's not acceptable for like... Yeah whatever reason yeah. it that and that is like why why aren't we past that past that what, what, what are you trying to say with and only that that, that fight scene that fight scene was really bad too it was on top of that it was it was it was game of thrones dragon fight it was, it was that dark it was. and you're like what's going on is anyone doing anything and oh okay i guess the cat is dead because she was electrocuted oh no never, never mind. mind she's, she's fine. fine and maxwell lord is now like standing in a spotlight and everyone in the world can see him i guess that's what we're doing now <laughs> oh so bad crazy just it's cocoa bananas and we gave so many fixes guys um take any one of the, them the snyder cut of justice league comes out end of march we're happy to announce the shades the and catch. sketch uh <laughs> cut of wonder woman, woman 84 <laughs> comes out in, uh, in april we're following up uh it's gonna be a much shorter movie it comes out april 1st all it is is the first 20 minutes with young diana yeah. <laughs> uh in the olympics and we cut right before diana she's snaps of cheating uh, and then it jumps to diana snapping maxwell lord's head and spinning it around and then you get it like yeah. the, the the context is in the middle and yeah. we're not going to be, be over the head with it you get what happens right. in between oh, oh my so goodness sketch good. it's so it's so not good it's so sad. And, and again, I wouldn't be as upset if Wonder Woman 1 didn't handle all these things so well. Right. 
Right. Like, oh, the baton was there. It wasn't even a baton. It it's arguably this is this is the and I uh, I struggle to find like where the like the flaw, where the weak spot was, like what happened, who joined the crew and like mm-hmm. swung their their uh their power around to yep. like drive this thing off the rails. And it's the reverse. Zack Snyder got removed. Yeah. And I'm not saying like Zack Snyder is what made the the first movie so so good. I'm I'm saying what was injected into this movie to make it so just bonkers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wonder Woman was rooted in that dark, gritty, lack of a better word, Snyderverse, but carved its own path. Yeah. And and did something new. It was still interconnected in a tangential way. Um this this is so bad. They didn't gain anything by making it brighter and happier. They didn't no. it didn't add anything to arguably it, it makes it makes Weakened the whole it. thing just look that much more ridiculous when you see like the bright colors that they toned into Diana's arm. I mean it's just comical now. They had toned down the color scheme in her armor and it before that it looked like armor. And now it's back to looking like a bikini yeah, or, 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 or one piece like a 1940s one piece swimsuit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I misspoke. Um, why? Yeah, just what a lot of those happening? things. It really felt and, and I know I keep saying the word I keep saying lazy. I felt like the, the first movie had a lot of pressure on it and it ended up being very good for it. It had a lot of pressure to be good. A lot was riding on the it. The bar was and I, so like I mean, they just had to step over yeah. the hurdle. And then in this movie, they're just like, oh shit, is that due tomorrow? They, okay, yeah, let's they just... tripped and fell 30 feet before the hurdle and then and just barreled into it and knocked it over. Yep. Bummer. It really is. Guys, let's not forget that Steve Trevor had a very difficult time understanding what an escalator is, which is just moving stairs, <laughs> stairs that move from one floor to the other. Shortly after in the movie, he flying is, is just a jet <laughs> to Cairo. What does he say? Flying is just wind and an air wind. And sure. It's, it's something. No, there's thrust and lift. And there was, there was oh. no everything. There were so many scenes in and this movie thermal where thermal dynamics. You were supposed to be like, "Wow, this is deep." Drag but none of it was deep. And and lift and oh my god! Like in that in that opening scene, and 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 Toa, whatever her name is, Antiope. has words with Diana that's supposed to be like profound. Can't even nope. tell you what she said. Her mom talks with her. Can't, Can't even tell you what nope. she, what she said. Steve Trevor explains flying in this like poetic blah blah blah. blah. No, nope. don't even know what he said. The, Diana has this big scene where she convinces all the world to give up their wishes. Couldn't tell you what's Grandma, said. Grandma goes back to dying of cancer. It was that strong, nope. but I can't. I can't remember what it was. Steve Trevor all wears I can a fanny remember, pack. All I can he remember from this movie packs. is life is good, but it can be better. Be better. Yeah. And you know what? I like the memes that have come yeah, out of that. It's a, it's that's the is good, greatest contribution. But it can be butter. Yep. 
Oh my! Wool is good, but it can be sweater. <laughs> There's a lot of great ones. <laughs> oh man, I am unfamiliar with those. We'll have to link yeah. link to some of those we'll in the show notes a compilation as well. Of those. Yeah. yeah. So guys, that was Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, big question sketch. Yeah. When will Wonder Woman three be set? Oh boy. Will it be another like year theme? Will Will that be the takeaway? I don't even know what you do next. Where I do don't you even know what you do next. Here? Yeah. Too big of a time jump. I would have loved. Tell me the story of Diana Prince in World War Two. Right. Tell me that story, because she's she's hung up the lasso. I mean, according to the first Wonder Woman, right. she's she's not getting involved, but she's got to be grappling with it. So, well, now it could be a really I dramatic mean, story. Big question: Did she ever really give did it up? She, clearly, she didn't give it up. She was just really good at staying off the radar, and arguably, she was not good at staying off the radar. She so, was not like, good at what off the happened radar. during World War Two? <laughs> where wear a mask wear a mask yeah. your face is out there clark can at least wears glasses yeah maybe something other than blue red and gold one piece yeah if you're trying maybe. to hide and also maybe don't take like a job with other people if you never age because right. like <laughs> Is no one ever? Well, being I mean, like, I guess like what we're to believe is she just goes from like continent to continent working on, at museums. I guess so. Uh, I guess like, so. No one does. Nobody does background checks. Did Diana Prince used to work at your museum? Yeah, for twenty was, years. And before that, she worked twenty years <laughs> at another museum. And according to her resume, twenty years before that, she was at another museum. <laughs> I thought she retired by now. No, she looks great, and she's she she's really good at ancient Greek. Yeah. So we're gonna hire her. I don't. And then the gemologist becomes a cheetah. For some uh, reason. <laughs> what? It, here's a big question for you before we wrap this up. What do you know? Cheetah's backstory in the comics? Um, like, is she really like cheetah's backstory? I mean, it changes a lot. Sometimes sure. she looks like a cheetah. Sometimes she doesn't. Yeah. Um, but she wants to be Wonder Woman. So, I mean, they nailed that. And at different yeah, at different aspect. times in the comics, she has become Wonder Woman. Some okay. sometimes she's a villain. Sometimes she's an antagonist. Sometimes she works with Wonder Woman. Um, she's she's like the Joker or Lex Luthor or Bizarro. Yeah. I guess she's like all of those things. Um, but uh, I, if her motivation is like she could have been Wonder Woman. I liked her. I liked her look in like in in um, in the Capitol. Like before she turned full cheetah, yeah, where she just like looked very feral and she had yep. fur on and stuff like that. That was, I was awesome. like, that's that's enough cheetah for me right. for me to be like, yeah, this is cheetah, yep. and this is cool. This that was a, that was a pretty good, um, you know, fight sequence between not only her and Diana, but between Diana and the Secret the Service full and all that cheetah. Thi- I mean, I'm gonna make a bold I think statement. The movie should have ended in the Capitol. Like, I agree. Then, oh well, then the White House, the White House. To, like, they didn't go the, to the, the Capitol, yeah, the yeah. White House. I, when I say capital, I mean DC, not like the capital. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But but it, yeah, it should have ended there. Like the the height should have been him taking over the presidency, and then she has to grapple it back from him just right there. I mean, but instead we go to the satellite island and we have a full cheat. I'm going to say this, and I could be wrong, but I don't think 
the actor playing the cheetah version of cheetah is Kristen Wiig. I think it's an entirely different person. I'm just looking oh, at the facial construction and unless they like radically, I mean, unless they radically like sculpted her face, they just, the, just the bones of, of the face does not seem to be Kristen Wiig. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think her cheetah costume that she fights with at the Capitol was way better than turning her into an actual cheetah. Actual cheetah. And they've yeah. done both of those things in the comics. The smart thing they did in that final fight, though, where she was full cheetah, is they made it so dark that you really, you don't even need to worry about what they did with the buttholes like we do for cats. Tr- yes, true statement. In, in cat, I mean, honestly, that was the biggest problem with cats. Uh, as we know, in this movie, they're like, you know what? Message received. We're going to turn down the brightness. <laughs> now, no one cares. <laughs> oh, yes, that was the takeaway. Wonder Woman 84. Oh. Could have been good, but it wasn't. Should have been better. There you go. That's the movie. <laughs> Wonder Woman 84. Could have been good, but it should have been better. <laughs> Oh, sketch. Um, I mean, we could talk about this all day, and I think we've asked some some big questions. And I think we've thought about it. More I really than, think we thought about it more than anybody involved with the some film. Some people involved. Yeah. I will say anybody involved. I'll. I'll. That could be my hot take. Um, do you? I think that brings us to Jay's sketch recommendations. Sketch, you want to recommend anything? Yeah, I'll recommend. Um, I. I. I I, I did a light recommendation once, not officially, and I'm going to officially recommend Truth Seekers on Amazon Prime because uh, I finally got around to finishing it. It's very short. It's only eight episodes, eight half hour episodes, and it ended up being really fun. So um, Truth Seekers is uh, an Amazon Prime original where uh, it follows these two uh, cable installers, uh, and one of them is kind of like an amateur paranormal investigator. And oh, is um, this starring the, Nick Frost? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And yep. the uh, and and the other one is kind of very skittish and uh, very hesitant to get into this world. And they've Nick Frost has never really encountered anything paranormal until this series starts up, and they actually start bumping into things that are legit paranormal. And yeah, I need uh, to as watch the this. continues, it you you kind of find out that they're their story is kind of running adjacent and kind of intersects a little bit with like this massive cult that's going on. That's really into the paranormal. And so it's, it's just like a funny adventure with a, with a really serious dramatic side as well um, of like these two stories and where they intersect together. And it, it really like, it ties together really nicely the way these two stories intersect. Um, it, um, it it really gave me vibes of like Doctor Who because Ooh. there were there were some really good um uh like period pieces where they would kind of go back in time yeah. and and uh, kind of explain where this aspect of the paranormal well that aspect came from um but it it, it was short it was fun it was succinct it was nice. it was well written um I think it's definitely worth your time if I will say if you are a fan of like Doctor Who like. David Tennant, Matt Smith era Doctor Who. I would say nice. True Seekers would uh would would fit pretty good with you. So that's on Amazon Prime. Fantastic. I uh, I short. will definitely check that out. Yeah. 
Sketch, I had a, like a recommendation I was really excited about, but for the life of me, I cannot. Wonder Woman took it, it took out, of it out of me. Uh, so okay. I'm just I'm going to recommend uh, Curse of Oak Island. Um, you know that's fair. I we all saw it coming. Fucking love this show. Um, I love everything about it. I'm not a reality TV person, mm-hmm. but um, this is just the the. It's just this side of reality TV. Um, if this show had been produced. 10 years earlier or five years later of when it started, it wouldn't be called the curse of Oak Island. Um, this there has been a documented dig on this Island since 1790. Mm-hmm. Um, presidents have taken part in it. Multiple companies have taken part in it. People have dedicated their whole lives trying to get to this treasure. Um, this group uh, the Fellowship of the Dig, as they call themselves, led by two brothers, Rick and Marty Lagina, and their partners, and and just a cast of of people who have you know come to believe in it and are are there on this island every year trying to dig to the bottom of it and find out what's going on. Um, they're now you know spoilers. They're now in season eight. They're now drilling drilling two hundred feet below the surface of Oak Island, wow. and they're pulling up wood from the Mm. 1600s like timbers like hand-hewn timbers they're pulling up you know nails that are being carbon dated to the 1400s they're finding jewels and like it just it doesn't make if it is a hoax and it very well may be like the story of how this thing was perpetrated is almost like finding out the answer to that is almost more important as it, than whether or not there is or isn't actually a treasure there because yeah. you have to ask cool. yourself like the first documentation of there being a disturbance like some is is post 1790 everything they're finding slip you know, ship slips wharfs slipways uh, a man-made swamp that's hiding who knows what like uh, these paved areas that look like Roman roads. It's just bonkers. The effort and energy that was taken, if it is a hoax to perpetrate, perpetrate this is just on par with, with no other feat ever recorded. Hmm. So either way, it's a mystery. And I just love, I, I, I could at different times, I'm sure I've like lamented romantically, like, Oh, there, there's no mystery left in the world. Like the pyramids have been, excavated the tombs have been uncovered there's no this is this is an honest to goodness mystery yeah how the fuck did they build this before power tools Mm. before like modern digging how do you dig down below the bedrock of planet earth before like mechanical tools yeah i don't know and it's i am i am all in as long as they produce this show, I will watch it. If they stop producing it, I will probably go to Oak Island and just watch. I am yeah, I that, that into it. And it's, it, you know, the, the, you know, the curse stuff, fuck that. Every episode, like 
the narration from the overdub from the first season, legend says seven must die before the curse is is lifted. And no, the there's treasure a legit revi- curse. Mm, well, well no. I mean, I mean, there's a. I, it's not just a title. No, there's uh, a, six there's, people there's a have died. Six people have died searching for this mm-hmm. over the last two hundred years that people have been trying That's to a get. Dangerous to it. it's activity. Exactly, tunneling below the surface of the earth. You know, with limited resources, tools, and capacity is dangerous. Um, That's clearly like a history channel, how they sold it, how the production company sold it history channel with like the curse aspect, but nothing, no one ever actually talks about there being a curse on the show. Just that, like Mm -hmm. we have to find the answers because six people have died trying to find the answers and we're still not closer. So the name of the show is not indicative of what the show is actually about. And I find it really interesting in the technology that they're employing to try and figure out what happened on this island it, it speaks to every aspect of like my love of history my love of mystery storytelling documentary filmmaking give it a watch if it doesn't hook you sorry i gave you a bad recommendation but i, I really feel like it will oh i'm sure i've given bad recommendations before or, or recommendations that don't stick with everybody guys we're all different we're not all interconnected by wonder woman's lasso in the world and we all like the same thing and <laughs> i was gonna say thing. i see where this is going we're all different we like different things shades i just wonder how long that show is going to last before they figure out that the real treasure was the friendship they made along the way oh boy i'm saying season 12 that's going to be the sure the tagline sure all right, the Curse of Oak Island. Where do you watch the Curse of Go- Oak Island? Um, I I stream it uh, on Prime. I buy the I buy the whole season when it comes out. I think it's worth it. But uh, you can watch the first six seasons on Hulu. There you go. And I think the first two seasons are on Netflix. Uh, ah, the stream wars. And you can watch it if you have like on demand. You can watch it on History Channel on demand. There you go. And I think you can just watch it on the History Channel website. You probably could just watch it on History Channel yeah. too. Yeah, if you if you still have TV. Yeah, you can watch it live on the History Channel. Absolutely. Yep. There you go. Oh, the Stream Wars. Oh, the Stream Wars. Don't get me started. Oh, stream Shades. Wars. Is there anything you would like to take with you from uh, from this episode? I mean, we have two properties. We have the Mandalorian, and we have Wonder Woman eighty four. Is there anything at all uh, that you'd like? Well, to take? sketch. I think I'm going to surprise you. And uh, I want to thank you for asking me first. Okay. I'm going to take Luke's lightsaber. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to take Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Sketch, is there anything you want to take with you? Yes. I have uncovered this uh, invisible coffee mug. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that hard to find. Oh boy! Uh, it was just uh, in 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 Diana's apartment, which just is not that sitting big. There, and uh, you could still clearly see the coffee in it. I don't know why that was such a big problem. <laughs> just coffee floating midair, uh, and yeah, oh, invisible boy, invisible coffee cup versus Luke Saber's Return of the Jedi lightsaber. I think there's a clear winner here. Wow! I'll let you borrow the mug whenever you'd like. Thanks, Sketch. You're you're a stand up guy. Yeah, this 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 uh, coffee mug is going to work great with my uh, Green Hornet espresso machine. <laughs> got quite the collection going on here. Guys, are you keeping oh track at home of what God. we're collecting throughout all, all of pop I culture? I hope so. It's pretty amazing, it actually. 
what are what are we pop culture pop culture archaeologists archaeologists i like it i like it not thieves, not thieves. pop culture no. archaeologists yeah all right well guys oh boy. i hope we uh i hope we uh answered your questions about how we thought about both of those uh those properties both mandalorian season two and warner woman 84 uh you know say what you will about this episode strong emotions yes. for both of those properties yep strong emotions and uh we'll return again next time with a a more a more traditional geeking yeah. out shades of sketch yes so until then it's thanks for uh thanks yeah for thank you sketch thanks for potting with me and guys, stay safe. Still stay safe out there. Yep. It's 2021, but don't you still got to be careful. Refrigerate your tomatoes. Don't your fri- refrigerate your tomatoes. And uh, uh, I guess don't make wishes. Don't, yeah. Also, I, I think that's a message. I, I do believe that was the takeaway. And if you get knocked off a horse, just quit. Quit. Don't keep. Stop. Don't try anymore. Right, yep. Right thing to just do. give up. I. I guess. And on that note, on that cheerful note, we will. We will see you, next, see you time. next time. If you'd like to take a more active role in supporting Geeking Out, visit us at our website, shows.acast.com slash geeking out. You can email the show at go with shades and sketch at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook or Twitter. Geeking Out is a production of Tree Cave Creative LLC. All rights reserved 2021. Oh boy, there was a lot to say about Wonder Woman.